grants each and every one of you a hero point for the battles to come. So thank you, Methody, for those boons to our party. Those will come in very handy, I think. So our sleep happened uh, without a problem. No, no, no ambushes. No basically, demons. Basically, where we are right now is the evening before. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys would go to sleep and make your long rest. So right now, I just want to check in with all y'all to see if if there is anything else that uh, that you would like to do or. Uh, well, before uh, we go take our rest, and uh, and the next morning we will march on the basin. After my meditation, I'll uh, I'll check if Zarel is in his room. <laughs> we need our we need our energy. <laughs> That's very important. <laughs> we need the energy to fight. You have has, um, different it's forms. It's never of stopped energy. me before. <laughs> That's very true. If if you were going to fight a a mind bending fish monster that has. Uh, the power of will over all of you. Perhaps it is a very good type of rest to be very emotionally content. So, um, just just to reiterate what you just said, this is the evening before we go out. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah so Jack and I will be, uh, Jack and Tarush will be busy learning those spells that we purchased. Uh, so we're preoccupied with that. It's very real, but yes, we are studying late at night. <laughs> <laughs> No. Have we remembered the name of the zombie yet? Yes. Was it I Georgie? Think, I think it was Georgie, yes. Yeah, it makes sense. Georgie the zombie. I do believe Georgie was named, uh, there was a name Georgie to uh, who was dropped. So. <laughs> All right, but if... Well, hereby um, I claim I want Georgie. To... Oh, yes, Olam. Uh, I want to uh, try and talk to Shh. All right, how would you like to do this? Okay, so last time I kind of got taken over. Um, so now I want to go sit in my room mm -hmm. by the window. <laughs> yes, am I there? Okay, and then uh, then I want to look at the stars. <laughs> and I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm going to try and imagine that I'm uh, floating touch. All right. In that case, go ahead and. Hmm. You are imagining. Yes, like a, like a meditation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just go ahead and but... make me a straight up wisdom roll. So just mm -hmm. roll me a d twenty and add your wisdom modifier. That wisdom is. Uh, that is uh, 15. 15? Ooh, not too shabby on a uh, straight-up wisdom check. Alright, so... As you sit down... Oh! Grimboy, thank you so much for your continued patronage, as you are now 26 months Damn. into following this beautiful stream. Thank you mm -hmm. so much, boy. Um, as you sit there within the window, you first gaze outward as the chill, um, late winter air brushes your face. And then you pull back a little bit. You close your eyes. And as you still feel the cold air, you feel also this heat begin to radiate from inside yourself. You feel different stars on your fur begin to ignite almost and burn with the presence of shh 
as you not so much feel yourself move as that you feel that outside there, so, so far away, something begins to resonate with your own burning stars. And with that, you feel a distant, but almost tangible connection. And shh is still so strange to you. So out of this world that normal language, as you would know it, doesn't really register with shh. And you feel like you are more, it's almost this time more like you're reading, as if you're trying to interpret and read the signs that shh is pushing into your body. And the first thing that you interpret is uncertainty, a question mark, if you will. You realize that shh is asking, what are we doing? What up? What's up? Uh, well, I wanted to check in with uh, which, and I wanted to tell shh that I might get in trouble tomorrow, but that they should not worry. I'm going to try my best and stay alive. But I just want, because we just, we are new friends and maybe they don't know what I do. Um, so I want to tell them that I'm going into a fight and that it might go wrong, but it probably will go right. But I just want to, I want to tell them that. <laughs> and as you do so, you realize that Doing this with actual words is going to be difficult, but you do grasp that one concept, danger tomorrow, threatening stuff going to happen, and you hold on to that one feeling, and you try to put that within the burning pattern of your fur, carrying it over to whatever is out there. But I also want to make sure that um, there's uh, a, a sense of calmness underneath mm. that sense of danger. Like, I want them to know that I'm not afraid myself, except for the water part, but I'm not afraid <laughs> myself. Uh, yes. Right. So you send out first this concept of danger, but then you follow it up with a concept of calm, stability, of you being there in the moment, ready. And as these two concepts eventually turn towards shh, you feel this wave of heat radiate throughout your body. It is invigorating. Perhaps not so nice because you were about to go to sleep, but for a moment you feel active, energized. And you also feel that shh offers you with the concept of a... Um, a approving nod Shh, seems to approve that you will go there and face danger and be victorious and she will be with you i also want to try and talk to saloon but i'm i am pretty sure that won't work but at that moment you take another look outside of the window towards the distant moon right now is there this lake that I was on before? 
Uh, yeah, because you are uh, looking outside of the window at the lake house, so you still have that okay. small lake of the lake house, its namesake, uh, stretched out in front of you. So you can also see like the reflection. And right now it's like two-thirds of the way full. Um, and as you try to reach out, you also try to get that connection with the moon, with Saloon, that you had. But it's... go ahead and make a perception check for me. Uh, perception? Mm -hmm. That is now... Twenty-four. Nice. As you try to peer towards the moon, towards Saloon, you hear the hustling and bustling of far water around you for a moment. But as you focus more on the moon itself, it all the sounds almost seem to begin to dampen. And as they do, you realize that there is this presence that you try to pick up on, thinking that it is saloon, but it is not. It is a it is a buzzing. It is a static. It is a a filter of vagueness over the moon that you see, both visually but also in an understanding matters. Something is between you. As you realize that these echoes of power, this buzzing that Saloon has asked you to dampen here, the work of the shepherd being there between you and Saloon, making it unable for you to contact her at this, this time. But you are filled with determination once again as you realize that tomorrow you will set out to rid Farwater of this very influence. Nice, okay. Then I will go to bed after that. Very well. Then, as each and every one of you go to bed... Oh, Truth? Sorry, I, I do actually have something, because um, I have a feat that reduces my learning time. So I, I only need 30 minutes to learn the two spells instead mm. of three hours. Very nice. Um, so I do want to actually go out into the lake house and... Um, as uh, Tarush leaves, uh, Jack is like, "You're already done. I I'm still working on the first spell, man." The Cerulean yeah. Circle has taught me efficiency in this regard. Not to worry. You have your strengths as well. Hmm? That's true, but um, it's already so late. Oh. <laughs> I'll just keep right. I'm I'm almost done with the first one. Keep at it. I'll bring you a cup of tea. Or an ale. Bring, bring both. Very well. Both would be good. So, uh, Tarush goes downstairs. Very well. And, um, he, as he jumbles his packet of papers that he, he names his spell book back into his bag, um, he then goes and he, he goes to look for some of the more let's put it this way, lower level looking adventures uh, in the inn. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, people in basic armor, people that would be looking for odds and ends jobs. Um, Easily found. And I'm going to pay a few of them. Uh, I don't know, a gold piece each, maybe two, uh, to be on the lookout for anything resembling soul stones. 
uh, with the promise mm. of a greater reward if they come back with information that proves useful. Go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. So I, I have like a, let's say a budget of eight gold pieces for this, <laughs> um, depending on, uh, you know, what I roll. That would be a 12 plus 10, 22. 22. As you take a look around the uh, the open space within the lake house where different travelers are even at this hour still like walking in, finding respite finally after their travels to and through the city limits, you eventually do find a, a small group, not, not too unsimilar with you yourself and uh, your companions when you actually made your way first into uh, the city limits. And you take a couple of steps towards them and as you begin to talk about these stones, it seems that these are people that were exactly looking for whatever kind of business they could get their hands on. So this is a golden opportunity to, him, to them, uh, in both senses of the word, as you give each and every one of them a gold piece, so you can write off five gold pieces as a investment into cool. this. That's uh, for my personal fund, Maxime, you don't have to. What? And with that then, as the studies follow, as the uh, rest in uh, multiple ways is being had, um, sleep eventually comes to each and every one of you. As that is going on, Crowen, uh, I would like you to go I ahead and it. make me a will save, please. I knew it. I knew it. I fail, I think. Um, it's an um, 13. Alright, in that case, I need to take a look. Where is my shepherd? Oh, shepherd. Um, also one more FYI. I had the alarm spell prepared this day, mm -hmm. uh, which I will put on my room. Or to just make sure your room is guarded. Yeah, well, no. I mean, it, it, it's it's mostly because Tarush is still a bit paranoid about Edge, but also because, um, you know, what happened with Cerulean? No, wait, sorry. Cinnamon, uh, what was it again? <laughs> Vermilion. I know, Red. Vermilion. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's a <clears throat> bit more... He, he's a bit nervous about that. You're quite literally on edge. All right. So, with that, um... Crowen. Yeah. Uh, you had... What was it? Was it a 13 that you had? Yeah, 13. Good. That's a critical fail. Nice! Um, so, as you find yourself asleep, eventually you are hit with a drop of water dripping somewhere from the ceiling. And the first drop lets, uh, just irritates you but doesn't wake you up. Mm -hmm. The second one doesn't do also. But the third one also splashes a little bit into your mouth. And as you begin to taste it, you... Uh, it tastes foul, which actually does wake you up. But you are not in your bed. You wake up as you put your hands down in like a little bit of uh, underground fungus as you once again feel the dampness of the sewer system below your arms. You look and you are lying on one of these side walkways that you had uh, walked before. Um, one way going over there, the other way going back. Um, and as you see the water slowly flowing, you can either go downward or upward. What kind of uh, way would you like to walk? I try to go towards the source of the water, so upward. 
farewell. And as you begin to walk, eventually you see that the sewer system gives rise to just a little bit of natural stonework as for like 10 feet the sewer system halts and it turns into a normal cave network and mm. as you take a couple of steps outside you see that this one small sewer tunnel that you just walked out of is indeed the entrance where the vast canal of the formar basin eventually flows inward and here you can see the lake formar basin stretch out before you on your sides rolling grass hills far away like surrounding the uh, lake a couple of buildings here and there of people that make their living doing all kinds of things on the lake a couple of shrubs a tree the lake perfectly still it seems i look around uh, I, i'm basically expecting to be accosted by a shepherd uh, at some point What do you do? Uh, I go towards the lake, uh, the basin. Maybe straight into the basin, maybe take a swim. And as you take a couple of steps, you begin to swim. Your movement being the only things that ripple the water. And as you keep your eyes out, to the left, to the right, you look downward, where you see complete and utter darkness. Or do you? As for a moment, three red eyes ignite underneath the water. And before you can react, one large tentacle wraps itself around one of your legs and you are plummeted into the darkness. And it's gonna be fun. Where you see this gigantic being, its tentacles eventually morphing and merging with the dark, murky water surrounding you. You can no longer see the place where you could break through the water. But as you open your mouth, you are underwater, but you are not drowning. You can breathe. You can speak. And these three burning eyes, as they peer into your very being, just go, are you going to squander my gift, Crowan? I've given you understanding of these echoes, and yet you do not wield them. Are you afraid? Your gift has not been very needed, but I'm... Um, do you have any dominion over the undead? Or the dead. Go ahead and make a diplomacy check. Uh, 13 plus E. Let's see. Diplomacy is... I have a total of... Uh, 22. 22. Hmm. The echoes of power, Crowan, are ancient predating the very existence of magic itself. They can do anything. Mm. You could do 
anything. And I can give you that understanding. Are you the one who sent... Um, sorry, I forgot. Uh, who sent the ghost to me. I do not work with ghosts, Groen. I work with truths. I work within the waters. But I do not haunt you as your past does. Do you know the way to be forgiven of my past? He peers into you, and now that critical failure comes in handy because he goes... <laughs> uh, uh, why do we have it? Mm -hmm. Ah, damn it. <sighs> of course, now I can freaking find it. <laughs> Breaking immersion, stupid shit. <laughs> loading, loading, loading. Yeah. All right. Mm. You wish to be forgiven by her, by Holly. Yes. You have done her an injustice. You, who were supposed to protect the people against foul magics. You, who were supposed to keep the streets of Torsica safe. But you tell me something I don't know. As I said, Crowley, I work in understanding, both for you and I. I can give you the tools so that you can find forgiveness with her. Would you wish for those? Yep. Yeah, he's gonna go with, uh, what is it gonna cost me? I, I love that only Crowen can stand in, like, in front of this pseudo-god and be fucking sarcastic. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't consider it as a god, I just consider it as a very scary monster. And I'm not scared! I'm brave! My understanding, Crowen, begins to grow. Because you are now here with me. But all of you, right now, you are planning something. Good. What are you planning, Crowen? Well, you already knew we were trying to get you. Go ahead and make another will save, as you feel these piercing red eyes. Natural one! You do have a hero point. Yeah! Just saying. Just saying. Let's go that one. Uh, will save is now at 22. 
22. A normal right. fail. No. It's a normal failure. Yeah, true. You are planning something tomorrow. Uh. It seems that my plans must be hastened. Uh. Saw that coming. Beautiful. Yeah. You, Crowen, will need tools to find forgiveness with Holly. I can give you those, but it all will depend on what actions you take come tomorrow. I look forward to meeting all of you. And with that, the three eyes slowly turn back into the darkness until they are but small LEDs in the distance as they one by one <laughs> snuff out. And the entire darkness of this lake takes you as you turn deeper and deeper into darkness, which then turns into a deep night's sleep. As we fast forward, yeah. And come tomorrow, each and every one of you wake up, well rested, mm -hmm. ready for another day of adventuring. Yeah. As you slowly but surely come down towards the uh, general area of the lake house, where you and your companions begin to get ready all of their different supplies at their disposal and make plans for the day. So. With that being said, Pack, what would you like to do? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with an announcement. Uh, <laughs> he he knows. I think the link somehow strengthened between me and Diabolef and the shepherd, whatever. And he knows we're going for him. I don't know how much he knows, but he he said something about hasting his plans. So we should not waste time either. But he did not tell you his plan. No. Are, can we still trust you? Because otherwise we we promised we should stab you with this knife. Well, that is what we have the, the innkeeper's spell for, no? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. As long as the spell is working, I should be fine. Let's find the high hosts. And yeah, so uh, get for, ready. So for the sake of this, uh, let's uh, one more time go over all of the things that you have at your disposal, because you got a lot. And yeah. uh, we are keeping track of all of these magical items and stuff digitally. So we have, uh, for you, three potions uh, which will give you a swim speed, but only for uh, ten minutes. Um, you have uh, the different breathing masks at your disposal. Mm -hmm. So uh, each and every one of you gets like a nice little uh, mask made out of uh, silver fish scales with like a uh, metal line around mm. it and like a band that you can fasten behind your uh, behind your neck and with that you are able to breathe underwater and are able to uh, do vocal components for spell casting without an issue um, do also realize that underwater combats or aquatic combat gives uh, a couple of disadvantages to uh, to melee peoples mm -hmm. uh, 
aquatic. If we didn't have a swim speed, right? Yes. As soon as you have a swim speed, these things um, are no longer a problem. And the things are as follows. Let's see. You're flat-footed. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. You're flat-footed unless you have a swim speed. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing that, that uh, goes away when you have a swim speed. You still have a minus two penalty to melee uh, slashing and bludgeoning attacks that pass through the water. And uh, ranged attacks that deal bludgeoning or slashing damage automatically miss if the target, uh, if the attacker or target is underwater. And piercing ranged attacks made by an underwater creature or against an underwater creature have their rage increment halved. So ranged weaponry is only half as effective. Okay. Alright, so you have those nice things. Um, I hope that all of you know which ones have like the permanent magical items. But you guys also had like the uh, the different a couple of different mutagens at your disposal. Uh, you guys bought healing potions. Mm -hmm. Track of those. Yeah. Um, I'm carrying oils of purification and anti-plague uh, potions, uh, mm. and a citalas poison. Poison. Mm. Um. Oh. And I still had one more thing that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to we'll get to that later. No. Um I'll go up to the as we do it with the as we do the spell with the high host, mm -hmm. I will hand him the mushrooms that we had get that I had gathered. Uh because I'd gone that um, gone back. Mm -hmm. And I tell him I will no longer require these. But they are a vital component of curing the plague when distilled into a potion. Bring this to the to the infirmary temple for me, or have someone do it. Tell them to tell them to 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 grow more of this and use it to cure the plague. Should we fail? My host looks at these and goes, "These will come in handy indeed. I will make sure that they are delivered to Saint Timian's." Where they can be good, be put to good use. Tell them, them it is a gift from the pack and the Don Sylvans. Silvis. Very well. Now then, have you decided who will be enchanted with the mind blank spell? I raise my hand. Very well then. And all of this is taking place like not in the out in the open because normally this spell would cost you. Let's see here. Uh, 720 money. gold pieces. Peanuts. Yeah. yeah. So, as you, uh, in one of these side chambers, uh, perhaps the one where also George is being kept, uh, Crowen, you step forward from the rest of the group, and the high host this time actually wields power. As you begin to hear him chant, and um, his voice begins to carry and almost reverberate on the air itself, as he gets like his hands through the air and begins to carve these intricate glyphs into the sky itself. And eventually, as he keeps hold of two of them, he turns them around as a couple of others all begin to connect. And then all of these glyphs begin to twirl around your head, where they, at one specific moment, stop and enter your mind where you for a moment are dazzled a little bit but then take a step forward and any amount of vagueness or headache or 
unclarities within your mind are gone and you have never felt more focused in your life. So for the entire day, you will have a plus four bonus to, um, I think, will saves in general. Hey. Let me check that real quick. Mind blank. It, uh, oh, against mental effects. Sorry. Okay. So anything that is a mental effect, you will have a plus four bonus on it. Mm -hmm. And um, yada, yada, yada. Um, and all kinds of divination magics uh, are being thwarted by this spell. So if people okay. actually try to like look and know what you know, for example, what happened last night, those <laughs> sorts of things will, will be thwarted from now on. Cool. All right. With that, that buff is being handed out to you. And the buff lasts how long? The entire day. Until oh, nice. the next time uh, Zarel makes daily preparations. So basically, oh, okay, cool. uh, until the next morning. All right, then. As everything is said and done, you gather your supplies and begin to march uh, to the outskirts of the city. Zarel shakes all of your hands and um, wishes you good travels. Um, you see uh, yesterday that you also bought uh, Buddy a new staff as he now has like this uh, long beam of wood which he conjured a piece of the crystal and put it on top as sort of a spellcasting focus. He stands with you with normal quote-unquote humanoid clothes like uh, clothes fit for like a gnome or, uh, or a halfling and he nods with determination as he also follows you into whatever this day may bring. As you guys begin... I, I just want to compliment him on his clothing and his cool staff and ask him if he's happy with it and just give him like a little like shoulder bump. I'm very happy with him. Thank you very much. No, that's not what he said. But it would be fun, it would be fun if all of a sudden like he had a very deep voice and was perfectly articulate and stuff. Uh, no, he still doesn't really understand what you're saying to him, but he understands like that you're enthusiastic about him and he likes that. So that's good. Yay. My little buddy. As you guys to begin to make your way... Oh, sorry, Tarush? Yeah, uh, Tarush is also uh, dressed slightly differently. He's wearing... Uh, he's wear He's not wearing the more fancier robes that he usually has, but just the... Uh, uh, just the underclothing part that he does. Always mm -hmm. wears as well. So mostly uh, thin leather clothing uh, suit for, suited for adventuring. Mm -hmm. Full business attire. Alright. Lyra is also with you, with her mentalist staff and her small uh, electric eel uh, familiar Nala at the ready to uh, uh, continue her adventure with you. And mm -hmm. as the seven of you, well technically eight with, uh, with Nox uh, there as well, begin to make your way, you eventually find yourselves at the uh, outer gates of the city. And as you take a couple of steps outward, you see to your right, uh, a small field begin to um, expand until eventually you have different houses that are all built along the canal that enters the city. And what you can also see right there is that a, um, a couple of masts have appeared on the far side of the canal where the lake exits into the canal. Uh, masts with sails of grey and silver that are now completely pulled up. As you can see that along the canal itself, you also see a sizable force of silver sentinels marching towards it. As you yourself make your way to this area, you eventually find 
that the Silver Sentinels are um, very busy with hanging up large nets throughout the entirety of the canal, capable of withstanding the force of water, but also withstanding the force of whatever scum might be summoned to this place as the Shepherd's Lair was assaulted by you. You see the different Silver Sentinels evacuating each and every citizen from the uh, canal surroundings. Different criers begin to shout out, telling them what is happening. Different civilians being led by Silver Sentinels away towards the fields uh, with whatever belongings they could gather from their homes on such short notice. And as all of this is going on, you eventually also see uh, Bradley, the guard captain, Bradley Quintessent, on horseback, uh, come galloping towards you full ornamental full plate, large cape billowing in the wind to make sure that everyone knows that he here is in control. And as he comes towards you, you see that he has two bannermen with him as well. Uh, and as he comes towards you, eventually he stops and goes, Pack members, it is good to see you. Today we hunt. Follow me, please. And he uh, leads you towards the edge of uh, the lake. Now only 100 or 150 feet away from you, the Silver Sentinels are at the uh, canal itself, making everything ready. But here, you are greeted by a small task force. As you see that five individuals, one in front, four in the back, uh, stand here at the ready. They are wearing what seems to be a uh, nice mixture of uh, leather and um, like light chain armor um, that seems to be very tightly knit around like the entirety of their being. Uh, these are waterproof armors, as uh, the captain uh, tells you. These are the seafloor snipers. Normally they work just outside of the city limits on the seafloor itself. They are capable divers, and this is the group that will assist you. The leader, Lieutenant Ronan Valenwald. As uh, one person steps forward, you can see he has like this... Um, um, streamlined shield at his back so it would not like hamper too much within the water itself. A, a large trident on his back. Uh, a human steps forward, smacks, oop, not like that, smacks his own chest, takes a uh, slight bow and uh, goes, welcome back members. We are glad to be aiding you in this hunt of whatever this fish monster might be. We are at your disposal. These are my men. Rotera, Bancroft, Phalar, and Helmdeer. Let's go fish. And with them... Any of them hot? Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Yeah. I instinctively reached for my dice that I don't have. Plus. Take a ghost star. 26. 26. All right. Edge, you take a good look over all of these individuals. Uh, Ronan, short brown hair, uh, like late 20s, early 30s, human, uh, pretty buff because he is the one that actually is wearing metal armor and has trained enough so that he can actually wield it within the water without too much of a problem. Um, next to him stands uh, a woman, Ratera, uh, also human, um, very, very short, uh, like um, uh, very short curly hair, tinted skin. Um, uh, next to her stands Bancroft, middle-aged guy, a uh, little bit of a salt and pepper beard. But then also you have Phalar, which is a uh, female wood elf with uh, like 
deep dark green skin and a deep brown hair that she has in a ponytail that seems to mimic the actual bark of a tree. Uh, and Helmdir seems to be an actual aquatic elf, a triton, uh, standing at the ready with like not pointed ears, but ears that actually have like the, the fins, blue skin, half long black hair, um, all like in the same sort of age ranges. Uh, Bancroft seems to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit older, like 40s, maybe early 50s. They all sound really hot, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of you, give them a general wink. You wanna fuck all of them, it seems. All of them, at all the right. same time. But that, they must all survive. So, well, I mean, it's giving me a little bit more motivation to try hard. They who survive will thrive. So with that, uh, there is one ship of the Silver Sentinels, nothing more than a, uh, a large skiff, uh, like a sailing vessel uh, with one mast, um, I would say like 40 feet uh, in length, 15 feet, uh, sorry, 20 feet on the, uh, the width, like in the, um, the most wide area, like a small hut uh, and like a, a second uh, deck underneath, but mostly used for, for just supplies and that sort of stuff, which you can you, uh, which you will be able to use to get towards the point in the middle of the lake where your diving adventure will start, I think. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like to do until you plunge yourselves into the depths? I would like to check how the water responds to my lightning magic. Like, is it incredibly conductive? Is it a little bit conductive? If I fire it out in battle, am I going to hurt everyone around me, or is it going to be...? I will say... I just want to, like, put my hand underwater, like, up to the wrist, and just mm -hmm. shoot it out and see what happens. A couple of dead fish pop out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, for the sake of this, go ahead and make me an attack roll, first off. Oh, pardon me. Checking. It's a 10. Okay. A natural 20 for a total of 30. Nice. All right, so um, you begin to coalesce the lightning from your devilish heritage and as you unleash it throughout it's, the water it's not my devilish heritage it's the other one right <laughs> just just from from your part. from your magic from your magic and you are able to really really guide it well throughout the water like uh, the water conducts it so you feel like if there be be fish monsters down there they will probably be easier hit through uh, lightning-based magics or electricity-based magic than normal, and you are very much capable of keeping it in line and making sure that it only goes where it actually needs to go. For now. Any dead fish pop up? <laughs> I will say that uh, you saw one swim by, which you quickly tried to target, mostly out of instinct, and only that fish got hit, and only that fish is now uh, floating, uh, already a little bit burnt towards the surface. Anyone want this snack it. before we go down? Yep. Buddy picks it up and eats it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Buddy like lifts it up over his head for a moment to thank you, and it. I suppose he's not in a sharing mood. Do we really have to go down? Yes. We will take another bath tonight. It will be fine. 
But is there not another way we can go? At least this water is cleaner than in the sewers. But I just don't want to go into the water. Maybe that thing we have is do doesn't work and then I die in the water. I'm not really a good swimmer. My fur gets really, really, like, do you want to makes do the me go down. Again? You want to do the rope thing again? Maybe, yes. Okay, I will tie a rope around my waist and tie the other end around Olam's. Hmm. A body line. Well. Tarush ignores the conversation or is apart from it as he approaches the lieutenant. Um, I did not bring my spell book bundle, but we do have several spell scrolls that need to be brought with us. Um, understood your, you and your men's armor clothing is waterproof? It is indeed. We are capable to keep these things for you if need be. However, if we eventually will need them underwater, Nothing can keep the water out there. And just out of, just out of character, like, uh, mm -hmm. would spell scrolls be affected by water as such, or are they magical I'll, I'll and say, ignore? I'll, I will say, for the sake of this, like they are magical, and normally magical items are have, have some sort of extra resilience to them. Okay. So uh, together with the water breathing masks that are provided to you by the Silver Sentinels, you will be able to just like cast these spells. Um, okay. What you can, however, have is that um, uh, the lieutenant like runs through a couple of supplies and uh, comes back with like a uh, a couple of uh, scroll cases, yeah. like bound to a belt that he puts uh, uh, along you and says like, these will be waterproof. <laughs> like with a little bit of rubber between them where you can put like a spell scroll in. So Excellent. for the sake of this, you will have your spell crows with you in waterproof cases. Yeah, so I... I take one myself and I hand one to Olam uh, yes. because I took, at least I assume uh, I wrote them down my infantry. I took the two spell scrolls back from Jack mm -hmm. at the end of the night. Or do you want to keep them, Jack? You are muted. <laughs> I said, I was going to say, no, I think yeah. I probably gave them back to you. Fair, fair, cool. Uh, so Jack yeah, put, like I... his water breathing mask on a little bit too, too hard and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I give one spell scroll case to Olam because I know uh, Olam is, has what? What was it again? Ten, Ten. spell scrolls? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten scrolls of protection. Nice. Protection. Those right. are going to come in handy. And uh, I have two spell scrolls as well. Well, three actually, but I left one at home, I imagine. Um, cool. Very well then. Oh, hey. Um... Sorry, I last session I wasn't actually noticing looking at my inventory properly. Um, I still have two minor healing potions in my inventory. Does anyone else want one? I don't know, sir. Yeah. I think I have one now, yeah. which should be good. I think it's good tactics that as many people have at least one on them. So, Jack? Hmm. I've I've one healing potion. Oh, perfect. Crow in the well? I think we bought. I like, think I have none, but if you want to get, I probably won't use them though because I'm probably gonna fight to death and then just drink them. No, it's it's more if you want to help, if you want to revive or help someone else. That's, that's yeah. But I, I've come at medicine for that. Oh, uh, fair uh, enough. Crow and I believe you got a minor healing potion as well, and Edge yeah. and I got a lesser healing potion last time. No, uh, yeah, yeah. That's you true. didn't want a lesser, but you wanted a minor. Oh yeah. Right. You wanted a minor. That's 
Uh, did you write it down? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll. So I have in my potion. Okay. Yeah, fine. It, it gives one d eight healing. Uh, yeah. Okay. But so then I then I have two, but that's that's fine. And I have the brooch of brooch of brooch of the lawless on me. So that gives me plus one against. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it basically you can uh, you can look things, it up right? in um, yeah you look you can look it up in uh, in Pathfinder uh, oh, cool. uh, PF2 yeah. easy. It's just a protection spell, but only protection from law. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. All right. So and Crone, uh, also keep in mind that in the heat of the moment, uh, battle medicine can only be used on each individual once. So for example, yeah. if you would like battle medicine edge, and then edge goes down again you couldn't uh, get Edge back up with Battle Medicine, so then it's good to fair. also have a healing potion so you can uh, yeah, fair enough. enjoy that in, uh, in there. Man, I'm not gonna go down twice, come on, man. It's just a hand god. Famous last words. All right. With all the different apparatuses, potions, scrolls, man, I really like that you guys are really decked out for uh, for like a real adventure over here. Yeah, you we need step a healer. Towards... Sorry? <laughs> Who, who needs healers when you have the power of money? You step towards the edge <laughs> oh, of the ship. Oh, that's too real, Daddy. Come on. You, you step towards the edge of the ship, and one by one, each and every one of you plummets yourself into the deep, dark, and cold waters right now. I'm going to leave Nox topside. Very well. I leave my staff on the boat. What? Hmm. Don't you need it? Very well. Yeah, I do. I, uh... Ooh. Show what am I gonna do with chess? Well, rats can swim to a certain extent. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, oh, rats are great at swimming, creature, right? Yeah, but they're <laughs> good at breathing on the water. For the sake of this, we will say that Jesse has also provided a rat sized uh, mask of water breathing because it looks way too cute not to. That, that sounds so extremely adorable. Oh my god, Jesse with like. A small little diver helmet, like a little oh, little glass yes. bubble. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, there's, oh actually, God, uh, yes. there's actually there's actually any so artist in there's... the chat room. Make it, please. <laughs> Tag us on Instagram. Add a tail of dice. I would love to see that. There's that actually a Snoopy in space, goes to space movie. Um, and I think if we just like edit, there's a template for it. If you just edit Snoopy to be a little rat-like, we can. We got it. We got it. <laughs> I can All do right, that. So. Yeah, so before, if you... Before I dive in, after I leave Knox, mm -hmm. I'm just going to take him by his little hands <laughs> and tell him to stay. Aww. And that if I don't come back... He slaps. <laughs> Not letting you finish that sentence. Fine. And, and he squeezes your hand. Aww. But... Because I want to be around forever. If I don't come back, you go to the high house, go back to the lake house, and be with him. He and closes his him. eyes and nods sadly for a moment, and then yeah. goes in for like a nice little bear hug around your neck. <laughs> Ape hug. Ape hug, yeah. I give him all the kisses and scratches, and I whisper a little prayer to Avandra to keep him safe. With that, Nox just gets like away from you for a moment and begins to climb up into the mast and is just like hanging there, not really okay with what is going on, but I'm accepting this. All right. And as each and every one of you begin to jump into the water, 
plummeting into the cold, cold depths. Because again, right now we are like late January, so uh, that is going to suck. But for the sake of this, we will say that you guys are fine with uh, swimming through this cold water. It's a very hot day, or whatever. Um, let's see here. It's just like, I'm not okay with going into icy cold water, daddy. Yeah. Definitely what? not fine, no. No. <laughs> not cool. We have tried to experiment. For the sake of for the sake of this, you know what? Sure. Um, the Silver Sentinels have also provided each and every one of you with one of those potions that uh, uh, makes you resistant to uh, to like cold weather, extreme conditions. temperatures. Yeah, extreme temperatures. Uh, it's called Jakermeister. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, are, are we supposed? To, are we allowed to use brand names on stream? With <laughs> not really. It's a tale of dice is in no way partnered or affiliated with Jakermeister, unless you want to be then. Yeah. <laughs> Please contact us. Hey, what's up? So, for the sake of this, because uh, you guys have uh, Silver Sentinels at your disposal, each and every one of you uh, is going to uh, control one of these uh, NPCs as a nice little follower for you. So, for the sake of this, to make things easier, um, I have uh, here within uh, the player inventory, because these are items that you have, uh, mm -hmm. a uh, quaint little stat block. We are just going to use the stat block for the uh, Archer Sentry. You can also look it up in uh, PF2Easy if you would like. Um, and we can just use those stats, no things altered. Um, a little bit uh, other flavors, like the Composite Longbow, uh, would actually be like a sort of crossbow contraption because we are underwater, like a harpoon gun. Mm -hmm. But these guys are swift, so they do not have the reload uh, uh, thing for that. And next to that, we uh, also have the uh, Lieutenant for which we will use a watch officer stat block. So one of you will actually get to uh, control a third level character. And um, the only thing we have to change on that is that normally the watch uh, officer has a warhammer. We will change that to a trident, which basically doesn't change anything except for the bludgeoning damage will be piercing and uh, he will not get the penalty for the attacks. So they're all ranged characters. Uh, they also have, yes, yes. So the uh, the watch officer also has like a crossbow, so he also mm. has ranged options. But like the uh, yeah, they they are known as the C four snipers, so they are all ranged uh, uh, okay. characters normally, uh, except for the watch officer, who is also very capable uh, of of being in in melee. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, we need one person of you who uh, takes control of the watch officer, and the rest will uh, each and every one of you will have a archer sentry as a follower for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, Tarush, you don't Crow. get the watch officer. No, no, I was going to suggest Crowen, but now yeah. I'm going to suggest Jack. <laughs> I was, I was going to suggest the, the the sentry for myself. Yes. All right, Crowen. Yeah, you fine. take uh, Crowen and Ronan. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Crowen and Ronan. <laughs> All, right, well. All right. So you take control of the watch officer, and the rest yeah. of you each take control of an archer sentry. Which exactly it will be, we will uh, we'll get to uh, eventually. But for now, Can I play the blue dude. Of course you can. Then you will uh, be in control of Helmdeer. Yes. All right. Uh, oh, and another thing is that they all have a swim speed. That is one extra thing. Their, their movement speed is their swim speed. With that, all of you plummet into the dark depths. And for now, the murky water of the Formar Basin um, limits your sight to roughly like 50 feet. And mm -hmm. it is deep in this middle area of the lake. So right now, with 50 feet in front of you, you cannot see the bottom or uh, know exactly where you are going. So as you guys begin to dive dive deeper downward, Arda, 
excuse me, are there any tactics or anything that you guys would like to do as you swim to the bottom? Tarush. Um, I, uh, I hold out to the person in front and in back an ever-burning candle, which I give to them. Mmm, very nice. nice. Yes. And I hold one myself as well as I'm swimming. And uh, what Tarush is also mostly doing, uh, Tarush is not a great swimmer. He's, he's like, he's naturally strong, but this is just not something he's been, <laughs> ever been trained for. Um, you know, his type of swimming is sitting on a floating chair in a pool. Um, so he's just kind of gonna, kind of gonna hold on to the shoulder of his sentry partner as they're swimming. Very well. Um, can I cast... I I'm, I think I can cast Dancing Lights on the water, don't I? You can indeed. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, we have an ever-burning candle in uh, front and back, and then just along the line, just three dots of Dancing Lights, sort of like a submarine going down. It, it is concentration, though, so, like, it will make swimming a bit... Yeah. Uh, like, it costs you one of your actions each turn, so we would all have to slow down for it. It's a good oh. idea, but, like, more for consideration. Yeah, we have the time. For okay. the sake of this, uh, though, that will not be a, a too large of a problem indeed. Cool. But right now, so the Dancing Light spells are cast and the ever-burning candles are uh, given out, which gives this nice little, like, underwater flare uh, motif because, like, the candle cannot go out, but it is constantly assaulted by the water, so you have, like, this flickering flame underneath the water the entire time, as if someone just, like, did one of those flares uh, and dropped them into the depths. So, with that, you guys are nicely illuminated, and with that, if the, when the dancing lights also go on, eventually, as you dive deeper and deeper, the darkness taking all of you, you still take this little bit of light with you. And as you go downward and downward, I would like all of you to go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, Dirty 20. First high perception check, I think, ever with Tarush. 26. 26. E 10. 10. Uh, 24. 24. Uh, 21. All right. As you guys begin to swim downward, you eventually see the bottom of the lake, which is what you would expect for the most part. You see all kinds of underwater foliage, uh, like large seaweeds, different fish begin to swim quickly out of the way as these new intruders make their way into their living spaces. But there is one large thing that catches your attention as all of you, together with Lyra and Buddy and the Silver Sentinels, swim downward, you see that on the sea floor there is one semi-large shipwreck just nestled down there. Um, one, like, third of the ship has gone somewhere else, perhaps lying somewhere else on the sea floor. But you mm -hmm. see, um, like, overturned with, like, the, the curvature up top, um, approximately like 30 or 40 feet of of a large vessel uh just situated like half sunken away into the dirt nice who, who all see this mm, 
Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, each and every one of you that have a, a 20 or higher, uh, sorry, 19 or higher as of this moment. So I think oh. almost every one of you see this right now. So a ship. Yeah. Mm. In the distance right now. Interesting. Um, Tarush, Tarush's eyes turn into dollar signs. Um, I squeeze... Making you blind. I squeeze the sentry's shoulder with the hand I'm holding it with, and I point over towards the ship. I speak a bit before I realize that it's not going to carry. No, you actually do. It's really weird. As you speak, the uh, mask of water breathing actually travels... Uh, it's very weird because the mask has like put itself across your face, and the first time you enter the water, you feel like this this coldness filter through it, and as it does so, it enters your lungs, but it does no longer burn. It actually carries with it enough oxygen to sustain you. And as you begin to push like this water out, you actually hear yourself speak for a moment. It is very weird. It's like pitched down very much because like the water and the the mask itself need to turn it into something else to make it sure that all of the syllables carry. So basically, you just actually hear yourself. There's a ship right over there. Oh, nice! No, 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 your target. Nice. And the silver sentinels turn with you. As of this moment, um, who of you had a twenty-four? At a twenty-six. Uh, oh, twenty-six. All right. So. At a twenty-four. Tarush and Jack, as you guys begin to uh, come closer, um, you slowly turn around towards like the place where uh, the half of the ship is missing. So you have like the uh, the backside which is completely like caved in and is like situated into the dirt and then like the opening. And as you guys swim towards it, both of you can see that within the darkness of this open quote unquote ship, you see something large move for just a moment. Shrub. I think something's in there. Might it be it? No, we are not in caverns. Send the dancing lights over there. Everyone, ready yourselves. And as you... How close do you guys want to get to this place? Because the dancing light spell can only be cast, uh, I think, like 30 feet. Uh, oh, I think um, longer. Oh, I think the uh, maximum range. 120 feet. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, right. within 10 feet of each other. Yeah, ah, gotcha. All right, so you'd send out the three dancing lights between 10 feet of each other towards this darkness. And as you come closer towards it, for a moment, you see like this large rock just laying there, overgrown with moss, a little bit like yellow. Uh, limestone rock until you realize that's no rock as you see two small that is, eyes that is a space station it. sorry as one large crab claw of this gigantic hermit crab that is using this ship as its actual house comes towards and <laughs> slashes towards the dancing lights as all three of them <laughs> turn out <laughs> and it retracts itself into its house, wiggles a little bit, and you see the entire ship. As of this moment, um, each and every one of you can make a nature check for me. I'm gonna fail that one. Nine. Mm -hmm. Nine. A Fourteen. Fourteen? Fourteen as well. Fourteen? Someone's having fun. Eighteen. 
18. I'm afraid that none of you actually know what these kinds of creatures are and are incapable of, of ascertaining what this gigantic hermit crab might uh, impose on you. But with the dancing lights of, uh, of Jack, it's pretty clear to see that it's just like one gigantic hermit crab that is using the house as a, uh, mm, as yeah. a small, uh, small lair, if you will. Let's not bar it any further. Yeah, I would suggest that we uh, keep clear of this. I will say, um, uh, Jack, as you were the yep. one that was throwing your dancing lights in there, uh, go ahead and make another perception check for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking ship part, loot part. That's a 14. 14? In there. It's hard to say what you saw in there, but... Perhaps we something that could aid us. We have to save our energy. We don't have time for this. Yeah, basically. We have to go. Well, we get back, baby. I am not going to help you if you're going to fight that. Then we will return Wait. later. Ooh, nice. All right. Yeah. Um, Lyra rolled a natural 18 on her perception check. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Where do I have her stat block? For a total of 26. So as she is swimming with you, she will say... But guys, wasn't this where the cave entrances were supposed to be? What? Where is that, where is that thing sitting on? And we couldn't just avoid the combat. No, no. Tarush looks over at Lyra and wait. smiles. We can try and uh, make him go the other way without fighting him, right? Maybe with some dancing lights. There are different ways of avoiding combat. We should really know. I can't. I can't do my spells on him. I don't have enough. I might we have. Can try to sneak past. Is that going to work? I will give you this as you guys are like uh, discussing this. You you have the time to like basically do an entire round around mm -hmm. this beast. And what you can see is that it has like digged itself into a little bit of like a, a concave place. Um, so what you begin to ascertain is that um, Buddy pointed to, like, this place on the map. Mm. He might very well be, like, sitting as a fucking cork on the actual entrance to whatever that cave system was Buddy was talking about. Okay. But Jack set the dancing light, right? Or was it the growing? Someone yeah. said dancing well, lights. We can try and... Yeah, it's a cantrip, so... All right. So if not, like I have a plan B, but let's go with the dancing lights first. I think what we're going to do is cast dancing lights and then get it close to the hermit crab and then just kind of like let it Follow move it. away from the spot. And maybe like lure it away on. as if it's yeah. food? Yeah, Basically. or something interesting. I can da cast dancing lights as well, so I can aid you with that. Uh... More lights! More lights, yes, that's six already. All right, so what you will try to do is basically like make a trail of dancing lights to uh, I can do. lure this. Oh, I will help too, yes. Nine lights. Nine, that, that's a whole nine. trail of dancing lights. Nine, 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 lights. nine, nine. <laughs> and, and nine dancing lights with 10 feet in between each and every one of them. If this goes well and the beast actually moves away, then you guys would have a, a nice little entrance. All right, so with that being said, um, Jack, Olam and Lyra, all three of you move upward a little bit and begin to cast these dancing lights. So for the sake of this, um, uh, 
go ahead and make me... Um, are, are you guys also trained in deception? I am. Oh, I, I think the spellcasters. Right. Yeah, this is for the spellcasters. <laughs> for the ones that I, are. Uh, I, I am, am in diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am trained in the deception. All right. Yeah. In that case, um, shut up, go Charlie. Ahead. I'm go not ahead. good at many things, but I can deceive. Okay. Go oh no, I'm just laughing about crystals. Diplomacy. <laughs> so go Make ahead and make me a um, uh, basically a spell attack roll for both of you. So, uh, because you are trained in both uh, deception and diplomacy, right? Yeah. Not expert. Uh -huh. or yeah. All right. So, so basically, we are going to do this a role where you can get your proficiency and your spellcasting ability modifier. So that would be a spell attack role. Is the uh, is the number on your sheet? But what I'm basically asking you to do is making a spell based deception and a spell based diplomacy check. That works. And Lyra is going to. Uh, I will say Lyra is going to aid. Each and every one of you. Okay. So, all right. So Jack, you will get a plus one as Lyra aids you, and Olam, you will also get a plus one. So both of you get a plus one as Lyra is, is aiding you with this. So what are your checks? That's will make nine uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. That's a success. Yeah. Nine is eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen fails. I'm afraid. So, as you guys begin to set out the globules of light. Nine in a row. The first ones, as uh, the first ones appear at the place where Jack had put them, as the beast comes out of its shell and begins to slash at the first one. They play, uh, sorry, they dart around playfully as another large claw comes and snatches the second one. As you begin to see that the large uh, ship at its hanged side begins to begins to be pulled forward as the third one is grabbed, the fourth, the fifth, as the rest of you on the other side, waiting for your chance to move in, begin to see that as the beast is moving its butt away, you can see that the uh, lake floor is scraped away and you can see large rock protrusions. And eventually you begin to see like small openings over there, not enough yet to actually make your way through, but you do indeed see what seems to be some sort of cave entrance. As he begins to pull forward, it seems that Lyra's globules are also taken, but then, as you cast yours, Olam, the beast begins to look around for a moment, confused, not really sure what it is doing. It doesn't take the bait on the last ones. What do you guys do? Mm. I, uh... I, will, I, will, I will look at Edge, Crowen, and Tarush first. As you guys are like concentrating on your globules, is there anything that each uh, someone of you would like to do to see if you can aid in this? As it seems that Olam doesn't quite make it. I'm preparing a volley of uh, crossbow bolts, but that's about my plan. I guess I have something. I didn't want to use I'm this. I'm attached to Olam, so I can't really swim away from her. Yeah. Um, so Tarush, lying in wait, sighs as he was hoping not to have to go to plan B, but. It is what it is. So he puts together his hands as, and he starts whispering uh, draconic words as as this strange, not quite visible orb of magic appears between his two hands, and it then bursts apart as at the end of the line of lights, suddenly a large 
uh, or basically let's it, large in size stat wise, <laughs> but a bit miniaturized version of the hermit crab we're seeing appears at the end of the trail. Mm. I have illusory creature. Oh snap! It All appears right. there, a second level spell. It appears and just stands there, like being a bit territorial and aggressive. Instead of a ship, it has a shell. It's smaller than this one, but it it seems to be maybe Tarush has the has the thought of maybe a young hermit crab, you mm. know, trying to. Uh, challenge its elder for territory. He doesn't know much about these creatures, but he hopes it's it's something that also happens with them. And what is your uh, uh, spell save DC? Uh, Twenty. Twenty. Uh, right. But but um, illusory creature actually uh, like unless I try to talk as the creature, generally mm -hmm. it's just seems real. Like mm. uh, unless the unless the hermit crab has a reason to disbelieve yeah. it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So generally, he will automatically assume it's a real hermit crab, just small. Awesome. All right. In that case, as you see the globules of light not doing its thing, you conjure this other hermit crab standing there, and you can then hear like this this guttural come from the large beast as the large hermit crab begins to take a couple of steps and begins to slash out at the illusory creature. It has an AC of twenty. AC of twenty. That is ooh. That is a um, a 33 to hit. Nice. Yeah. So, so with that, yeah. That's perfect, though. It doesn't matter because, you know, Tarush is holding the spells. He starts swimming already. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and as and soon as, as it's hit, he just releases it and hopes the creature's confused enough that we have our chance. And what you indeed can see is that the Hermit Crab takes a couple of more steps and be, just begins to, like, pounce with his large claws on the illusion as <laughs> different... Clouds of sand begin to be uh, sprung up as eventually the creature stops and begins to look around confused. But in that time, each and every one of you can make your way towards this place where it was seated. Uh, no loot, but you do indeed find an entrance as you quickly begin to swim in what seems to be like a small uh, rocky cave. Uh, each and every one go ahead and make another perception check, please, as you enter this space. While we enter, uh, Edge is just going to tap Tarusha's shoulder real quick and say, That was clever. Well done. I'm trying to take your advice, not kill everything, as much as it pains me. Um, 20... Give him a fucking compliment! What 20... a nice conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 25 on perception. 25, alright. 14. 14. 12. 12. 12. 12. 11. 11. I right. one. As the rest of you begin to swim in, uh, quickly, quickly making your way through all of this, Tarush, your eye is caught by something that is coating the rocks here and there. The rest of you mm. swim past, seeing it as whatever kind of uh, slime fungus might grow here. But you do see, like, patches of almost... Um, uh, how, how you know like how oil has like this this weird reflection where you can see sort of all the different colors within it yeah mm -hmm. um, that sort of shimmer is in slime patches around it as you take a look at it and this seems strange it's probably it's, not it's the stuff not again the uh, LG right I imagine no this is this is different oh this is this is an actual slime that you see here but this seems strange. 
and things that are strange normally have some strange properties to it. <laughs> and perhaps it's a little bit dangerous. Um, I mean... So... Yeah, Tarush... Yeah, <laughs> can I first make a check to see if I maybe recognize it before I I touch it? Is that um, would that be occultism or arcana? Maybe occultism. Go ahead, go ahead and make an occultism check for me. Okay, sweet. Oh, mom's just going. No, don't don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm going to touch it. Yeah. No. Twenty-five, baby. Twenty-five. Nice. All right. So this was very difficult because you needed the twenty-four for this. But <laughs> I was thinking um, of taking ten, but glad I didn't. As, as you look at this, you flash back. Think back on the uh, time that Zorel took the book on the Aboleth, and you remember that uh, Aboleths, like these large fish creatures, not only wield mind magics, but also produce a, a magical, cursing, disease-ridden slime that when touched, um, gets like into uh, Cthulhu-esque uh, sort of practices where you yourself are slowly turning into something that can only live in the water. Oh Actually, shit. Actually like, uh, uh, like making your skin very slimy and when you then go outside of the water where you are not like completely uh, kept wet where it will be a big problem but also just like beginning to turn to slime is probably not something that you want to do. Alright, so... Tarush screams, everyone stop! Do not touch this. It is dangerous if touched. Do not make contact with it with your with your bare skin. It is the it is the Aboleth's poisonous excretion. And then I grab two empty flasks and I gather <laughs> some of the stuff. <laughs> because I see no way that this can be... I, I Like, oh my god, it's like... What the hell? I put this in Give someone's me. tea and they're <laughs> fucked for life. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, just um, make me a quick dexterity check. Quick. Oh, right, no. Sorry. Um, I don't. I have the sentry do it because he's wearing waterproof uh, mm. uh, gloves. So he, yep. he, he has way less... Uh, yeah, and with that, he, he also rolled a natural 20, but it was basically, it was very easy, but there's always a chance that things go awry. Yeah. So basically, like, the DC was a, was a simple 5. But, um, so he, he grasps, uh, grabs it and begins to, like, put it into a file, so you have a couple of samples of this uh Okay, this I'll write slime. down two vials of Aboleth slime. Aboleth slime. slime. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, and with that, you begin to swim through this small cave and you begin to realize that this this is not a normal uh, natural formation as you uh, turn through it and eventually after 20 25 feet maybe you see that the rock makes way for a actual stone um, doorway into what you believe to be a building that might have been sunk here within the lake long, long ago, or perhaps it always stood on the ocean, uh, on the uh, lake floor, who knows. But you can still see like the long rusted hinges of a door that has been here, but has been removed quite a while back. Um, nothing left more than some uh, old, like uh, calcified pieces of wood that have been underwater for way, way too long. 
And as you begin to swim through here, you see that the walls themselves have intricate carvings on them. Just the beginnings, though, as you then also quickly see that a pile of rubble has blocked your further uh, entrance into whatever this lair of the shepherd might be. You do, however, see that as you enter this space, as you look upward, that the ceiling itself is starting as a depiction of a sort of green serpentine or reptilian or perhaps fish-like tail begins and begins to curl across the ceiling further onward into whatever this place might be before the rebel blocks this off. And as uh, your Lieutenant Ronin uh, turns around and says, All right, that seems to be the first hurdle. But this rubble is fresh. Someone does not want us in here. How do we get rid of it? We will go ahead and take a little break. Mm. Nice. I, I, I like the dancing light idea. That was... Yeah, that yeah, was, that was nice. Good job, guys. It was quite practical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. Smart, smart thinking. Smart. Yeah. With, uh, smart. with the hermit crib. All right. All right. The hermit crib. So, in 15 minutes, we will actually enter the sunken temple of the shepherd. Nice. Let's see what the hell is inside mm -hmm. here. We'll see you guys in 15 minutes. Bye. Bye. And we're back. So, to quickly jump back into our beautiful game of Pathfinder, last we left off, our heroes were assaulting the lair of the shepherd, the aboleth fish monster that had started to poison the city of Farwater with a disease known as the Crystal Plague. Our heroes have gathered allies and are now assaulting its lair, what seems to be a underground sunken temple within the lake known as the Formar Basin. Here, we have all of our adventurers at the ready as all y'all are beginning to storm this place. But as soon as you have entered the beginning of this uh, underground building, as soon as you have entered this short tunnel that eventually would open up into this larger uh, constructed space, it seems that some sort of entity has already thwarted your path, as fresh rubble has fallen down and has blocked a further entrance into whatever this space might be. So without further ado, as this entire group of 12 in total stands at the ready to assault whatever it is inside, what would you guys like to do? Brian would like to thoroughly search everything to the whole area to see if there's not a secret passageway or anything we might have missed because it seems unlikely that we're gonna get through the rubble. And, oh, and hello, Raiders! Oh, nice. The hey there. And Tarush is gonna try and disbelieve the rubble. Huh. <laughs> I'm projecting, maybe, but. Go ahead and make me a uh, perception check. Uh, mine is a 28. 17. 17, all right. So, 
As you guys walk forward and begin to take a good look at this rubble, you do know indeed that the shepherd, the aboleth that lives here within this underground lair, is capable of altering your minds. And perhaps this might very well be some sort of an illusion. But as you take a good look, this does not seem to be an illusion. This seems to be actual rubble that lays here strewn out before you. Mm-hmm. And no, no secret passageway, no nothing? No lever? Nothing, nothing that you can see here, no. You think back, Crowen, that uh, the shepherd had somehow gleamed that you guys were coming after him today in your vision last night. And you do see indeed that this stone, the stones that live, uh, lay here, are new. Like, he has blocked off your further entrance into whatever this might be to perhaps bide itself some more time? I don't know. How 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 big are the stones? Imagery? Like, can we move them if we can we just move them away and clear the path? You think? could certainly yes yeah clearing the rubble would not be uh, too difficult but it would take time. So the question here is uh, mostly like, do you guys have any clever ideas of clearing this rubble, or would it just be man hours and uh, an effort as you guys begin to make athletics checks to see how fast you can uh, can get this away? Yeah. I don't think I want to. I want our team to waste a spell blowing up the rubble, so I'm just going to start uh, moving the stones. All right. Yeah. If we yeah. if we do like a little train situation where we just pass it to the person behind us, we should be able to clear it quite quickly. Very well. Yeah. All right. So when that's going on, uh, I would like each and every one of you to go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Also please. for the sentry. For the, for the sake of this, we will just use the, the actual characters uh, to see how well this goes. They, they are just like side characters. If we're going to do like all these checks, I didn't do perception checks for them either when you guys were swimming outside. Yes, yeah, your game. Well, so maybe, uh, maybe we're allowed to interpose because my sentry is a lot better at athletics than Tarush's. Tarush will like... For, for the sake for the sake of making things easier for the entire endeavor of whatever is going on here, this will just be your checks for now. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. I have 19. 19. I have a 17. 17? 15. Uh, 15, all right. 17. 17, nice. And do we have a Maxine? Jacques? I did see his eyes move. That's what true. Your... What did you Athletics. say? Athletics. Athletics. That's very true. Oh, I've... Uh, a 19 actually nice. Nice. Right. so those are, those are pretty high rolls like yeah. um, you got uh, for for like simple like moving rocks about you don't have to roll freaking 20s like mm-hmm. if all of you are uh, rolling a DC of 15 or higher then this goes quite easily actually nice. so we're also underwater so it moves easier than it would so you quickly together with every one of your companions here begin to quickly move the rubble out of the way and as this is going on, you guys do take like a minute or like I would say like 10 to 15 minutes to clear everything out before you get like a a good nice hole to go through and while this is going on like around the five to seven minute mark you do eventually hear the entire space where you are begin to rumble for a moment as you see like those telltale signs of a little bit of dust from cracks in the ceiling begin to trickle down All of you look at each other for a moment, swallow, and quickly continue, not really knowing what the hell that is, but beginning to realize that whatever the Aboleth is doing in there, probably better to be quick. However, as you guys eventually clear the rubble, the actual temple 
is laying out before you, or at least a large part of it. What you guys see here is the following. Oh, we got some subscribers coming in. Oh, damn. Two of them so far. Nice. Lovely. Can I just say I love our animation? Oh, number three. Yay. What do we have here? Amunra. Oh my god. Amunra just gifted another 10 subs to each and every one of these lovely people. So thank you so much for those gifted subs, Amunra. You are a beautiful person, and it is very nice of you to just squander all of that hard-earned cash on our stream. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Seriously. With that I being love said, that he's like, he gets paid and immediately squanders it on us. He's like, no, no, no. Hey, 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 this isn't squandering. This is yeah, okay. a wise investment. He supports us. It's yeah. like NFTs, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're better than NFTs. You can actually touch us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... as, as the rubble is cleared, as the rubble is cleared, you guys take a look and see here that you are indeed in what seems to be an old, long-forgotten, sunken temple. Seeing, and as you guys will move through this area further on, you will realize that um, this space was not meant to be underwater. Like, you can see that a lot of these places have water damage in them. This is not like a temple that the Aboleth actually lived in. You can actually see that normal humanoids, or at least those sh shapes and sizes, would walk through here. Okay. As you take a couple of steps inward, you can see that that long serpentile, serpentine tail that you saw on the ceiling is like one large motif that continues over the entirety of this one long hallway that turns mm -hmm. all the way to back into a large set of now long rusted copper double doors, giving this beautiful uh, like indigo coloration towards it. What you can see as you take a couple of steps inward is that the walls themselves are beautifully carved in all different kinds of uh, murals depicting all different kinds of spell casting. You see depictions of wizards, uh, like lifting up gigantic pieces of rock, evocation magics in swirling powerful elemental blasts, different people duplicating themselves through other uh, certain ways. This seems to be a temple dedicated to, to magic itself in some certain way, shape or form. As this visage is thrown, upon, uh, thrown upon all of you, you take a couple of steps or well, you swim a couple of strokes and you begin to see that long ago this has already fallen to ruin. You see different pieces of seaweed have cropped up. Small fish-like creatures make their way to their homes in here. And you see in this one first like um, uh, greeting hall, if you will, with two large pillars, one on each side, that on one side these similar crystal protrusions that you have seen the Aboleth uh, cultivate, so to speak, begin to grow over there. Okay. I uh, suggest that we send one person, maybe me, uh, up front to activate all the traps and the rest is just follows back, back, I guess. Just have one person to lead and uh, 
try not get killed, killed by the traps and then basically see what happens. Smart. Um, in, in that sense, <laughs> I use detect magic uh, and sustain it to, mm -hmm. to do something similar for magical traps. Might I make a suggestion? No, in character. Crowen, I appreciate what you're doing, but perhaps Jack could summon a creature and send it ahead. That also works. That would work, but wouldn't we want to save uh, my creatures for, like, a, so let's say, a boss fight? The same with Crowen's life. I, it's a consideration. The two of you might decide. <laughs> might decide what the better choice is. No, I, we don't have time to debate this. Uh, I'll, I'll go. So, no, no, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I can help. Uh, let's, let me have a quick look. Because I can actually... Um, yeah, I will just... I, can, I have two animals, actually, because Jesse also carries one. Um, I and, am only... Uh, to interrupt, this might be a good point uh, to use a protection spell scroll on Crowen. Uh, oh yeah, we have seven of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, so, how long does the protection spell last? One minute, I believe. One minute. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, no. one minute is not a lot. One minute will basically get you through one encounter, be it an actual combat encounter or an area where yeah, traps exactly. might be. Indeed. So yeah. if there are traps going on, he can just like swim swim straight ahead and at least yep. trigger them with a plus one to his defenses. <laughs> I'll be fine. I don't need no protection scrolls. No, Crowley is basically character trying to say, um, let's save up on the scrolls. Maybe there are no traps. He already blocked the way off. Maybe we're, we'll be fine. Uh, I'll keep an eye out. And so if basically Crowley is going to go forward in the center of the room. If he knows I can actually coming, cast uh, um, like something that swims. Yeah, but we don't want to waste your, your spells yet because we might need them all later. So let's just hope there's no traps. I'm doing it. Let's go. All right. I'm going there. Okay, so as Crone, you begin to swim forward. I would like you to indeed make a perception check for me. <laughs> Ooh, 26. 26. Very nice. As you begin to swim forward, excuse me, you see that um, a couple of bunches of seaweed that have grown on each of the two pillars. Mm-hmm begins to sh shimmer slightly. Perhaps it is because your eyes as a guard have been trained very well. Perhaps it is because you do somehow feel a kind of connection with the shepherd through your visions. But you realize before you actually get to where you are right now that yeah. there are two illusions. One placed right here and one placed right there. It okay. looks like actual pieces of, uh, of seaweed that have grown on, on these places, but you realize that both of them are actually illusion-based magics that hide whatever else might be there. And they are like on the, um, like they're pointing inwards, basically. So they are on like on this side of the pillar and on this side of the other pillar. Okay, there's two illusions, probably hiding something. Yeah, you what see basically we... illusion, uh, like you see seaweed, that is mm -hmm. an illusion. You realize that it is an illusion, you can't see what's, mm -hmm. what's actually there, because you still can see that it is a seaweed and it blocks Do it. I know that the illusion can be dispelled if I like throw a, shoot a crossbow at it? You don't know it, but you could certainly try. Well, I'm I gonna mean, try it. Tarush does know. Oh, okay, so Tarush, would it help if I shoot a crossbow through this illusion, see what happens? 
Let me. No need to waste a bolt. And I use electric arc to hit both of them at the same time. Just All right. <laughs> so with that, um, I am, even though electric arc doesn't, oh wait, electric arc, uh, no, it's a saving throw, right? Even yeah. though it doesn't work normally like this, I will ask you to go ahead and make a spell attack roll for me because you're attacking objects with it. Uh, oh, wow. Rolling pretty high except for, damn, this session. Uh, 27. 27, nice. All right, so with that, as you swim outward, the two dragons of your staff coalescing together, each one seems to target one of these uh, illusions. Not carrying my staff, this is coming from oh, my hands. Power! And um, you do indeed see that your electricity travels very, very fast and very, very easily through these waters as it finds these two illusions. And as they hit them, you see them shimmer for a moment, and from behind them, two bursts of very small crystalline shards begin to jetten outward and float in a cloud just in front of you, covering the entire area between the two pillars. And as a moment passes, eventually all the crystal shards begin to float downward, no longer uh, being able to affect the likes of you with this trap like contraptions. Good job, Crowen. Good start. The way was blocked. There's not going to be traps. It's a bad guy. He knows we're coming. Just going to be lousy with traps. Sorry, continue. Just had to say <laughs> that out loud. Okay. Uh, so Crowen is going to move on forward to the next hall, I guess. Like the next corridor, I mean. All right. Doors there. And wait for the rest. Yeah. Uh, Tarush tries to stay... I would say maybe three squares, two squares away behind Crowen with his sentry next to him while okay. he's casting Detect Magic. He's And he has the sentry hold his candle. Yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. what the light situation is here, by the way. Oh, the light situation is it is completely dark. Okay. So you will indeed need like to, to take your own light sources with you. Maybe and, uh, uh, someone does dancing lights again? Uh, ahead of I think uh, dancing lights in just as far as we can. Mm -hmm. All right. So 120 feet. Maybe Olam and Jack, and then Jack throws them as far away as possible, and Olam more a bit ahead of Crowen because Crowen doesn't have dark vision, does he? No. Or low light even. No, I have. I am a human. Yeah, exactly. A human. So, would you be okay yeah, with that? Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. So then we have two dancing lights. One all the way as far as Jack can cast them. Mm -hmm. um, one, I guess, within Around reasonable Crowen. distance of Crowen ahead of him, and right. then Tarush behind him with an ever-burning candle and detect magic. All right. Yeah. Spell casting uh, or, or, or trap-seeking uh, convoy here. <laughs> yeah. Tarush, as you begin to move through this space together with the rest of you, all of the uh, seafloor snipers, the uh, the guards that you have with you, have their crossbows or their harpoon guns at the ready as they slowly begin to like swim forward with their flippers on the backside so they can easily make their way through the water. You cast your detect magic, the globules of light illuminating your area, the water cold and still. You can f actually feel the tension in the air here. And you can sense it. As you cast your Detect Magic, there are two things that you realize. First off, the murals that you see here are like lightly enchanted. You, you sense like some sort of um, uh, illusion-based magic upon them. And as you inspect them a little bit closer, you realize that these murals were created by magic and are basically like 
polished with a little bit of illusion magic to keep them popping even after long, long ago. Um, because you do realize that this place is ancient. And next to that, you begin to see uh, in these murals the different depictions of certain like sigils are made there. Uh, what languages do you speak? Um... <laughs> are you ready? Mm-hmm. Wait, where's the list again on my character sheet? Oh, wait, I didn't have it on my character sheet. I have it in my other file. Scroll, 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 scroll. I, I really love it when you ask me this because, like, it allows me to say common, oh, celestial, the... abyssin, infernal, primordial, elvish, dwarven, orcish, goblin. Goblin. All right. Nope. <laughs> um, in that case, I have comprehend language prepared mm. because I figured going into old ruins, need to know language. Mm. Um, let me check the duration on that just for later. But yeah, I cast comprehend languages or All language. Right. Um, same question for Jack, though, because you're also a wizard. So oh. You should also uh, know a, a lot of languages. Perhaps you do have uh, the one you represent. I, I know some languages. Uh, um, it's common orcs and goblin, actually. Okay, only those. Um, yeah. You sure? Because as a wizard, you should know a lot of other languages as well, I think. But we'll get I, there to that later. I, I will get. I think I forgot some that I'm underwater. But maybe when I get above <laughs> water, let's say <laughs> like in next session, I might know. Language, language is difficult underwater, indeed. Maybe uh, you, maybe you researched more... Abyssin after this uh, session, you know? Yeah, I found my, just... I found my book again, and Duolingo in the meantime, and. I... <laughs> Your sound keeps cutting out. Yeah, Maxine. your sound ca oh, cuts yeah. out. That's terrible, actually. No, is it still? No, no longer. I'm just talking weird, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Aren't we all? Could you turn your right. camera a bit downwards? Your mouth is cut off by your uh, name tag. There we go. Perfect. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I think that oh, might now be it. You, now you can understand me, actually. When, when the mouth cuts off, the sound cuts off, of course. Mm -hmm. No, but as you guys make your way, um, you you see these glyphs, uh, Jerush, and you do know them a little bit. You just can't point, put your finger on it. So you cast comprehend languages. In that moment, Lyra is also dancing, uh, dancing, swimming next to you with her own dancing light spell on, and she actually says, "This is draconic, but not normal draconic." And as you cast your comprehend language spell, you do indeed understand these actual glyphs. They are, uh, they they are very primal, very simple, quote-unquote, ancient draconic. And they are all very uh, fundamental. You see, like, um, and you can actually recognize these glyphs uh, because they are almost sim similar to the ones that the Cerulean Circle uses to depict their different schools of magic. Like, the draconic symbol for abjuration. The draconic symbol for evocation. And here you see them on these murals in a way more primal form, ancient. And you now with your comprehend languages, you can understand them. Lyra needs to decipher them with great effort. You can actually do that through your magic right now. And you see like a wizard depiction with like four different storms of all the four elements, fire, wind, earth, water, all twirling around with like evocation. You see um, a person with like uh, like one wizard 
with two behind it, with three behind that, with four behind that, at infinitum, with conjuration, as he is cloning himself. You see uh, another person as a, uh, a one-soul wizard stands over a city as an entire tidal wave comes crashing down, but is halted by some sort of abjuration, as you see that uh, sigil there. And you begin to go further and further. Um, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Perception? Yes. Uh, that is 7 plus 8. 15. 15? Alright. I can't give you a lot then, but I can't give you this. Um, as you uh, begin to... Uh, as you begin to swim through here, there are a couple of words that you see a couple of times um, repeated. It is, you're not sure if it is like a, a title or like a, a, a name or, or perhaps just like a, a phrase that is word uh, is used here because like it's really difficult to get like this ancient draconic in context. You're trying to decipher an old language that is no more. But the words provenance of power keep appearing again and again. Can I make a... I have lore academia. Sure, make me one. I, I feel like this might be appropriate. That is a natural nine? 19 on lore academia. Doesn't ring a bell. Fair enough. Um, mm. So I look this. around at everyone. I believe this might have been a center of learning for the first wizards not belonging to Dragonkind. I need some time, but anything that looks magical or like a magical stone, please refer me to it. And I swim around, especially to the crystals at the eastern side of the map. Uh, but I kind of just swim around as Crowen is going ahead, doing whatever. Uh, Tarush deviates from the group and just starts detect magicking really anything in the room, hoping he might actually find something of a soul stone here. Or something to the um, draconic age related for his uncle. Go ahead and make another perception check for me real quick. All right. And we have a 1624. Right now, as you also get like the device out and, and begin like to to cast the actual uh, the the extra like the tagmatic yeah. spell to search for these soul stones, one of your assignments from your guild that you are are looking for. You don't find any pulses, but you are a very perceptive person as it comes to power. You are a seeker. You are a person that is out here to seek artifacts for the Cerulean Circle. Not just least... personal motivation, but literally no, my job. No. <laughs> but it is, but it is your job. So you do have like this. Normal people wouldn't get this, but you have this slight tingle in the back of your mind, like not here, but close though. Somewhere within this temple, there might actually be something of worth to you. Nice. Perfect. All right, so while I'm doing this, I guess the rest, uh, Crowen and the rest, uh, keep 
keep going. All right, so Crowan, you keep up the um, uh, the protection spell and quickly make your way through. Like Tarush, he takes a couple of moments, but you know that your protection spell only lasts for so long. So you go yeah. on. Go ahead and make me another perception check, real quick. Uh, okay, let's go. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Nice. For the sake of this, with a natural 20, I will tell you this. Um, in this hallway right here, and mm -hmm. in this hallway right here, and in this hallway way at the end, mm -hmm. you will be able to spot these same things for uh, like the, the point of um, uh, like swiftness of the uh, session. We can already like just scratch those off. You are capable right. of finding each and every trap here in this corridor that the shepherd has laid out for you. Your your nice. guard eyes see all, and you are capable of dispatching them without much effort. Stop right there, criminal trap. So eventually, Tarush, while you are still researching this, and the rest of you, Lyra is also very interested in these draconic runes, trying to uh, ascertain what they are. After a couple of minutes, uh, Crowan can already like come back to all of you and make sure that everything is clear and you guys can continue wherever you would like to go. Um, I mean, Crowan's gonna think. Mm -hmm. If the considers itself a god, I do not think it would go to the sides, but it would I think going straight up is probably the best chance of finding him. I think the hallway ends at the end, though. Yes, you you see right here. There's like a, a, a large set of double doors, okay. like completely blocking off that, that whole 10 feet, um, 10 feet corridor with these beautiful, large, um, rusted copper doors. Right now, you see guys still haven't been all the way over there yet, so you haven't really seen what they're all about. Uh. But um... Consider it like this, Crowen. You've successfully... You've successfully disarmed all of the traps laid so far. But what if one of the side rooms contain allies to the Aboleth? It knows we're coming. It will have prepared whatever it can to help us, at, help it, and we do not want to be flanked. I say we check each of the rooms. Do we have time for that, though? We have he has to. Sped up his, his, his actions. He is doing something right now. I doubt, I, I get your point, but I doubt the minutes will matter. And if they do, we might have already lost. What does the rest uh, think? I think we should definitely check the chambers. We don't want to be swarmed by enemies. I'd mm. rather know where they are. Is also, that... are we going to take care of this crystal? <laughs> Is there not a way to block the chambers so that they won't go open again? We don't have to check them out, but we can close them, maybe. Okay. I only well... brought one rope and it's around us. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I am willing to sacrifice this rope. I have one as well. We can use that on the other door. I prefer we check it. If not only for enemies, then for... Oh, what did I do there? Sorry, uh... Cool. <laughs> if I don't you know how I did that. <laughs> okay, uh, so apparently we want to disable... Uh, sorry, so the team, the pack wants to disable any portions of friends in the rooms. 
Yeah. So let's move on and try to disable it as fast as possible. I, I, I say we do a systematic check. Yeah. And I mean, out of character, like we're, we're, we're probably potentially missing out on a lot of loot if we skip the chambers. Uh, but in character, it makes so much sense to make sure there are no enemies there because the corners and and Tarush really wants to make sure he has scoured every inch of the temple okay for loot so, so Tarush uh, is going to push this uh is going to go uh check the first room on the right i guess all right so Krone, as you take a look here you do see that there is this old draconic writing on the top and as lyra begins to try and decipher Tarush, you take a look and you can actually uh read yeah uh, uh, i checked comprehend language lasts for an hour Hour. Nice. That's that's going to be very handy. Uh, you take a look, and it reads, uh, Halls of Refocus. All right. Uh, I, I relay this to the party. Of refocus. Refocus, of refocus. yes. Perhaps a meditation site of some sort? Uh, can I open the door? The doors are wooden, but have long been underwater, and as you swim towards them, you push them, and both hinges... <laughs> Get to break open it. Okay, well, luckily, I have a crowbar! Hey! hey. You, can easily, you can easily open it up. As you see here, that you are greeted by another hallway. I say we change right. his name to Crowbar Crowen. Yeah, Crowbar Crowen. I thought we did that already. Oh, that's yeah. fair, yeah. That's the left. I think Crowen wanted to go to the right. Oh, was it to the right? Yeah, I wanted to oh, go to the right, yeah. Then, uh, then it didn't read. Uh, halls of refocus. Well, um, let, let, let's say we went into left. I, uh, why, that also, why that doesn't matter right, much. Yeah. The, right, the right says halls of nourishment. Okay. okay. Well, let's go on refocus first. Let's yep. go ahead. All right. And the refocus area shows you a solitary hallway, which seems to open up in four different, uh, sorry, in six different places into smaller chambers. Right over there. Are we sleeping quarters? I think. Yeah, it sounds like a very difficult way of saying uh, these are sleeping quarters, yes. And uh, I'll, I'll there's, just there's check... Toilets. I'll just check if everything's empty and then uh, move on. Yeah, and Tarush will follow Crowin with his wand uh, of specific detect magic active. Very well. And as you begin to uh, walk into this small hallway, you begin to see that uh well first off all three of you go ahead and make a perception check uh, sorry all two of you go ahead and make a perception check. anyone e else coming also known as both of you oh. well, i think um we're good second 16 so 24 13 13 all right now that you have this uh pulse tarush you do begin to pinpoint that somewhere like uh to the north is where you will eventually find what you are looking for, but not in, in these uh, living quarters. You do, however, see that uh, there are um, a couple of empty rooms right over here, and you do see that in some of them you still see like the remains of whatever person might have, uh, have lived here uh, through like small holes that the wear and tear of the ages have brought towards these rooms. 
um, with your perceptions, you also realize that this room right over here, the one in the middle down area, mm -hmm. has different crystal protrusions also growing out of different places. Not really knowing where they come from, but... Um, sorry, what was your perception checks again? 24. 24? Alright. Then, Tarush, you also uh, see that the water coming from that one uh -oh. chamber with the crystals is, is like humming. And you have seen different kinds of these crystals being unstable, like ready to explode and inflict harm. You even know an actual spell that does these sorts of things. Yeah. But these crystals seem to be buzzing with energy in there. All right. Um, in that case, I, I make a little motion for uh, Crowen and Ronin to stay back just okay. a bit as I create this electric arc and in this sense a bit more of a literal arc as it turns around the corner and goes inside to try and hit the crystals. All right. As you cast a electric arc, you can still perceive these humming crystals and you can actually hear that the electricity enters them. But the humming continues. Go ahead and make a... Um, uh, come ahead, make an occultism check for me, please. 14. Ugh. 14. Ah, what was it again with these crystals? Electricity didn't really yeah, seem no, to work that well. Tarush is already, uh, is already thinking ahead in that sense. I don't really want to... But I have to. Oh, wait. I have the spell scroll. Let's use that one. So I grab, the, I grab one of the spell scrolls, the one for Ignite Fireworks, and I start reading the words and the ruins on the scroll, and I hold out my hand, and these, these fireworks erupt from it. Yeah? Uh, I do not think that you will do that, because oh. I do believe that all fire-based things are uh, not usable underwater. Ignite Fireworks yeah. is fire and sonic. So the uh, fire portion will be negated, I imagine. Or sure. What do you mean? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 spending a spell scroll on this. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm very glad because I learned this spell, and if I had if I was like studying for three hours at night and this spell didn't work on the water, Jack would have been very mad at Tarush. <laughs> right. So Tarush, as you, um, uh, what is the range on this spell? Oh, I can't hear you anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I muted myself. Um, ignite. Fire. Works. Oh, no, come back. There we go. The range is 60 feet. 60 feet. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of, of liberty in interpreting that when you said, like, hey, guys, stay back, then you yourself would also stay back from there. Yeah, yeah, as, as far as possible. Yeah, 60 gotcha. feet. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So with that, um, as you cast a spell, um, let's see. Ignite fireworks. Yeah. So what, it, what does it, it do? It does uh, 1d8 sonic damage in this case within a 10 foot burst. And mm. if they fill a save they are also dazzled or take double damage on a critical failure hell yeah so for the sake of this as you cast the spell ignite fireworks you turn it towards it uh through a couple of cracks in this one chamber you enter it and there you ignite your fireworks the fire goes out immediately but still the sonic vibrations do indeed travel through it and with it 
the fireworks seem to ignite a um, a chain reaction as with it and the entire temple begins to rumble as a hefty explosion emanates from that one room and as the dust settles you see that well first off the entire wall has blown out mm -hmm. so let me get oh, that nice. out a little bit so for the sake of this i will uh, i will go ahead and uh reveal to you what is all the way over there uh over there we go. over there all right. Small skeleton guys. Yeah, there have been some people uh, lying dead here for quite a while now already. Mm. All right, there we go. Right over there, and then I need to take this piece away. Um, is go. it possible for you to add map on the left side because I cannot scroll further uh, on to the, the left? left. Side? Oh no, I'm afraid not. Oh, then I'll just Sorry. zoom in. No worries. So with that, all of these crystals are completely blown away. And um, with that, I would like each and every one that is standing there, so basically uh, all of our heroes except for Jack, to go mm -hmm. ahead and make a perception check to see what is there in the rubble still. 23. 17. 17. 25. 25. Yes, natural 20. Uh, 28. Ooh. Oh, okay. That will be very nice. For me, for me, it's uh, yeah. a natural one. I'm not. Oh, yeah. It makes makes sense because you're on the other side of the door. Like the yeah. the rest of the uh, of the silver sentinels, your guards are standing there. Ready and Lyra is also standing there, yeah. and um, battle. As as the dust eventually settles slowly in this murky waters, uh, all of you begin to rummage through and see what you can find. Um, first off, I will say Edge with your twenty five. As you take a look. The skeleton that was laying there also had all these crystal protrusions coming from its body. You guys have seen this before. If someone dabbles too much within the echoes of power, eventually calcification might set in. It seems that this corpse still had these crystal protrusions uh, going from it. But on it, still intact, you find one key. A, a large, copper, completely now rusted over key that is like hefty and seems to remind you of the large door at the very end of this long hallway um, okay. with your natural 20 tarush i will give you something else um normally because of the way that you guys got rid of these crystals everything would have been blown up but as you uh, begin to walk through this place you do find miraculously that one small vial has survived all of this um and as you take it up, you see that it still has the label on it, completely ancient in these same draconic rooms that you now can read. Um, and it says, Mana Potion, and then as a subtitle it says, First Sphere of Influence, which you can translate to uh, game mechanics as Mana Potion, First Level Spell Slot. Yeah, so I get a First Level Spell back if I drink it. Nice. Alright. Excellent. I pocket it I don't really mention it otherwise, but I give the big lime green key to whoever wants it. Well, we said Edge was the one that found that with the 25. Oh, oh my bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With you that... have to everything yourself, Tarush. With that, Lyra uh, <laughs> sees this happening and uh, puts one and two together and says, Crowen, 
Oh, and Crowen is gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Crowen died. Bye, Crowen. Swear this happens every session. At, At least, least once. once yeah. Session, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah, we need to figure that out for... Uh, to, for the next to, one. Yeah, to make it less happening. Less happening, yeah. Lyra eventually asks you, Crowen, what was at the end of this hallway? What did you see at that door? And for now, I will go ahead and let you make a retroactive perception check to see what you could find when you got out of the way over there. Uh, 24. 24. You saw indeed that there, uh, that these large doors, now completely rusted, still intact, um, were blocked by a little bit of these crystal protrusions, but also four different keyholes were set within them. Each one depicted as uh, like the place where a one of these four wizards hold its hand up. So you had like four depictions of these small wizards, each one within their hand as they hold it up like one keyhole. And now it oh. seems you have find, found one of these keys to one of these wizards. Oh, yeah, and mini quest. Just so happens there's four doors, right? Or, or anymore? Psych! Do you mean they're all four behind one door. mechanics? Yeah. Sorry. I think all of all four of them are behind this one door. Can yeah, you fair. summarize that one more time? I was busy with things. There um, are four depictions of wizards and all have a key uh, each have a keyhole. Ah. So need four keys. Well, guess my uh, dream of searching every room is going to come true. Yeah. So let's go and ah, I'm trying to move Towards the right side and opening the door. It's a fucking right. Legend of Zelda dungeon here. Yeah. I mean, if if I want you guys to explore an actual temple and and see all of the different lore implications of it, I also need to get it put in some, some <laughs> basic game mechanics so you guys actually have a reason to go there. Yeah, because if you had this up to me, we'll gone straight through and like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the four and the four leaders of this temple were the one that could go all the way to the back to. What? Wait, wait, wait a second. Are we in Hogwarts? I don't know. Is this what? Hogwarts serve out there? As you open the halls of nourishment no. door, Crowen, once again, the hinges with your crowbar pink, give way as one of the for, uh, one of the two large doors slowly drifts downward and exits on the sea floor. The second one also. The first thing that hits you is that whatever was lying here has been lying here for a long, long time, and mm -hmm. the refuse has left a hefty, hefty smell uh, as it like just assaults your nostrils um, as you begin to slowly but surely breathe the water slash air where you guys mm -hmm. find yourself in. So that is nice. Okay. As you see a uh, depiction of what you believe to be some sort of mess hall. Uh, which I am going to try and depict for you if my software wants to work with me. Thank you very much, software. I appreciate it very much. God damn it. That's the wrong one. Here we go. All right. And there. And then we do this. And then we do this. And then we have... Boop. There we go. So, yeah. You still see a couple of tables, uh, the wood completely petrified after being underwater for so, so long. You see a large pile of rubble and refuse in the uh, lower right corner. Uh, a couple of barrels and crates still seem to be semi-intact, and you see the remains uh, of some skeletal figures as the 
wizard robes that they wore long ago have completely been annihilated by whatever kind of creatures found their way into here to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, slowly but carefully move in and uh, check the corpses. All right. As you uh, take a couple of steps and begin to check the first corpse, go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. I'm going to use the first feral search so I can basically take my time to just really check that I don't get into enough for a plus two. And that is uh, 28. 28? Yeah. Nice. As you begin to uh, take a look and you look at the first corpse, looking for these different keys to quickly make your way towards the final chamber and confront the shepherd, hopefully. Um, as you take a couple of steps... Oh, uh, that is where Edge and Olam are right now. Uh, Tarush, Jack, are you guys also coming with, or...? Uh, Tarush is still doing... Oh, oh, sorry. I'm trying multiple things at the same time. Tarush is uh, basically still behind Crowen still using his wand to find soul stones. Very well. And assume, uh, risky, uh, somewhere behind, yeah. Assume this is my default until we start fighting bad guys. Gotcha, gotcha. Jack All will right. uh, probably join in. Just have a quick look around. Oopsie, oopsie. All right. Uh, then for the sake of this, we will say that the rest of you all uh, are, are also just following suits. So mm. let me put you right over there. And then right over there, there we go. Because, Crowen, as you were standing there, you take a good look at the corpse, but you also see, from the corner of the rubble, a couple of bubbles begin to appear. As you take a look over there, and you see that the rubble slowly begins to move a little bit. Let's fight some scum. Go ahead and make a stealth check for me, Crowen, real quick. Okay. Ooh, that's that. nice. Um, natural 19, so that's at least 19, and it's going to be a total of... Dilf. Uh, uh, math is hard. 26. 26, all right. In that case, as uh, you see Tarush walking forward, you quickly put your hand up as to warn him not to come any closer as the whole group stops for a moment as you see one, two, three different creatures just rummaging through the refuse. For a moment, you see a glimpse of a maw full of teeth. You see some sort of yellow, slithering appendage. They haven't seen you yet. I say we nuke him. I gesture to the whole group, uh, basically, follow my lead, basically. There, they're here. Crossbow, shoot, shoot. And that's... Gesturing, basically. These and are the so... first things I teach newborns. Yeah, right. Sign for, the sake of this, uh, for the sake of this, I need you all to go ahead and make stealth checks as part of your initiative. Okay, so I keep my 19 or uh, my yeah, 26? You can, uh, nah, you, you can keep your 19. That's a, that's a nice roll. Go ahead and keep that one. Okay, nice. Uh, right. What's the roll? 14. Right, just give me a moment. I need to give all y'all turns. 14, 14, 14. Have you considered to shut the fuck up? Huh? <laughs> a little bit. Oh, geez, a perception? Do we uh, do we do perception? No stealth. Uh, stealth. No, stealth. stealth. Uh, because I have a plus nine on stealth, but I rolled a two, so I have an eleven. <gasps> I also have a nine on stealth. 
I have a six on stealth. I rolled an eight. Uh, I rolled a twenty-six in total. But Voucher said, "Wait, another guy. Yeah, yeah. Another Voucher, are you ready I'm not yet? yet? Doing anything with it? Uh, no. Okay, so Crowen. <laughs> yeah. What is your stealth check? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. <laughs> Edge. What is your stealth check? Eleven. 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 Oh. Olam. What is your stealth check? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> Trush. Fourteen. Did you Voucher. say five? Okay, five. <laughs> Fair enough. No, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, Jack? Uh, 26. 26. Lyra had uh, a roll that she needed to make. Oh, damn, natural 19. For a total of... I'm not sure if she's trained in stealth, though. Uh, oh, she is. 20 fucking 9, bitches. Hell yeah. Go for and it. All right. Oh, we also have Buddy, of course. Buddy. Buddy. For oh, oh damn, buddy. rolling really high. Fifteen on the die for a total of. Um, he's now a Crystal Priest, so that means he has a plus five for a total of twenty. I nice. mean, I feel like we are gods. We have uplifted this silly semi-sentient creature into priesthood, into magic. And you wanted to lead him to die. Yeah, and I still do, but, you know. Fuck you. He's our buddy. He saved pantheon, your life. The pantheon is multifaceted, you know? We need a bad guy. So, <laughs> we are gods. Well, it seems that uh, a little bit of logic has found its way into the session because you guys rolled really high and uh, two of them rolled really low. Oh, wait, of course... Who can forget the most important part of this initiative order of all? The artifacts. Oh, damn. Of course, is always going to be there to aid and to fuck you over. So, as you guys stand here, I will give you this. Because basically, each and every one, except for one of these monsters, has a lower perception than you. You mm -hmm. guys can go ahead and position yourself in a way that you want within this encounter. So you can basically sneak inside real quick. Where were they ex again? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Right there. Okay. Olam, uh, we can be a maximum of 40 feet away from each other because we're tied. I am fine yeah. if we go, if we got loose now. Yeah, I, I would say, Hi. like, uh, from, from like the, the five foot square of Tarush and one above him, like, those would be the, the places where you at least want to be, I think, right? Because you want to be in the room so you have a line of sight and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Rather than that, like, you could guys, like, sneakily go over here to find a nice vantage point or whatever you want. Um, I'm just going to be a tank and go as close as possible and try to attack them when I can. Oh, wait, we have a minus two if we, if we, if we fight, right? Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go for the vantage point right here. Here. Yeah, I've chosen my position as well. Okay. Bouter, did you put the map settings to Pathfinder? Like you can put the distance settings to either D&D &D oh, really? or Pathfinder. Yeah, if you go to the settings for the map mm -hmm. and then you go to like the... I'm not sure what it's called. Yeah. I can't access it, but you can choose between D&D &D or 3.5 slash Pathfinder. Uh, and ah, there we go. 
Yeah, there you Bot go. Pathfinder 3.5 compatible. Yeah, there and you go. And save settings. Nice. So now the distance will be correct for the game we are playing. Ah, very nice, mm. very nice. When people are doing what uh, we are okay. doing. All right, mm -hmm. so uh, guys, also take your uh, your uh, companions with you, right? Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Lyra and Buddy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's go. Wait, I have the wrong one. This one's mine. <laughs> Which one's mine? All right, so as you guys have taken your positions, we will go ahead and start this. I'm giving you Haldir. Uh, I'm giving you Haldir. Nice. I wanted to pick him as well. So no, Haldir, Haldir was the was the blue guy that uh, that Edge wanted. I thought oh. that was Falar. Nope, Falar is the the wood elf. I'll take Falar. Okay. okay. There we go. Doesn't really matter all that much. But... <laughs> I'll take the scraps. <laughs> Lyra still um, uh, at the ready whispers towards you to rush. Let's see if we can ambush them and save our powers for when it's really necessary. And what did you say? And as uh, the one at the front of the initiative order, um, she will go ahead and uh, just cast Electric Arc on these motherfuckers. So two of these rubbish beasts will need to go ahead and make a saving throw, which is going to be a 17 so that's a fail on both of them so lyra can go ahead and roll the man before six plus four equals 10 points of damage to each of them already at the top of the round so with that as lyra picks up her staff and the electrical energy begins to crackle around it you see the rubbish heap from a and for a moment, you see one of these beasts protruding its head. You see a weird-looking beast. Yellow skin, um, three feet, one large fin across it, and from all three sides, three large tentacles emerge as one gaping maw of teeth of this aqua-like otiuk is at the ready to uh, wreak havoc on whatever enters its beautiful lair of filth and disease. Mm -hmm. But before it can do so, the electric arc bursts out and... <laughs> and now all three of them emerge from their hidey holes in filth to vanquish whatever has gone into their territory. Nice. With so that, question, uh, yes. do the sentries count as a minion? Like, do we need to spend one action to give them two? Or do they no. just get their turn on ours? They, they just get their turn. I was like, I can okay. go ahead and basically go play this game by my lonesome while I control 20 different people and you only yourself. But I was like, no, you guys can control these NPCs as well. That's, uh, that's uh, very fair. Uh, I have a uh, initiative of 26, not 16. Oh, excuse me. Um, what, are your, uh, what are your dex scores? Uh, uh, one. Plus one. Plus one? Uh, same. <laughs> same? All right. Then uh, who wants to go first? Jack or Crone? Uh, can I shoot? Can I shoot? Shoot, shoot, shoot. Crone can go first. Okay. With Ronin, then, I guess, as well. Uh, yes. But, so, yeah. Um, let me check real quick. Yada, yada, yada. 
Um, yes. As these beasts have emerged from their hidey hole, you can see that the filth begins to waft off of them. And as you get your crossbow ready and begin to uh, and try to shoot, the stench actually begins to attack your very nostrils. So I need you to go ahead and make a fortitude saving throw. Twelve. Twelve. All right. So as this hits you, you oh my god, this is the worst. Uh, you are sickened one and slowed one for the same duration. So uh, while you are still sickened, yada yada yada. Okay, yeah. So right now you are sickened one and also slowed one. So while you are sickened, you lose one of your actions. Okay. So you only have two actions now, as like the stench is making you nauseous, and with okay. it you are unable to focus completely on what you are doing right now. And what does slowed do again? Just half movement? Uh, no, slowed means that you you are slowed one, so you lose one action each turn. Oh, that's that was slowed. And sickened is yeah. Science yeah. minus sickened one means... on everything. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, but sickened is a very specific condition because you can retch, you can basically throw up, and then you will feel better. So you can use an action to try and get rid of the sickened condition. Don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't. You're wearing underwater. a mask. <laughs> also that. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'll just keep the sickened and just shoot once uh, and. If I uh, and then change to my two double daggers. Okay. So one shot with a crossbow is on a. Uh, I think it's a 19 and it's flat footed because it hasn't taken the action yet. Mm hmm. So it's. Uh, I'm gonna double check on the 19. Yeah, it's a 19 toll on the right, heavy crossbow. Then because of your nice roguishness and because it's still flat footed, that does make it a hit. So go ahead and roll damage on that one. And it's within pull. six squares, so sneak attack damage? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah, nice precision damage. As you see the beast come up and you don't see any eyes or whatever, but you do manage to shoot the arrow right in its forehead. As it... That is, uh, uh, that's, that's so good. Six damage only. Six points of damage. All right. Yeah. And I... Uh... Basically, I switch up to my uh, to my double daggers because I expect them to go to into melee, and Ronin is gonna shoot his crossbow. That is, uh, I think his crossbow was a lot, so that's also a hit. Let's see, he rolled an 18 plus. Uh, but is it a critical success? That's my that's, that's my question actually. Because um, let's see, 18 plus. Plus 10, so 28. 28. I'm afraid that the, the Otiok is not flat-footed to, uh, to Ronin, so it is still a normal hit, I'm afraid. Okay, still a normal hit. Okay, uh, so... The, I didn't check how much damage he, he made. He did uh, damage at 8 first 3. Okay. I have to pull out all my dice. <laughs> uh, 9 damage. 9 points of damage, and... Uh, he also needs to make a fortitude save because he is also in the stench. He, I rolled an 11, which is for him um, 21. 21, alright, so he luckily is not sickened. Okay, great. By the way, I am going to put like a nice little icon. What is the, uh, the sickened condition look like? Let's see. Green. Green, yeah, alright, so you green. got a green dot. Okay. You got a green dot, you're sickened. Okay, so he took the front. The front one took six, uh, fifteen damage in total. Mm-hmm. Indeed. 
Right. Um, I do believe that Ronan still has other actions next to this. Oh, uh, he's gonna shoot again, I guess. Yes, Crossbow does have reload one, so he needs to reload and shoot again. So he can shoot. Yeah, so he's gonna do that. And after that, we have uh, you on deck, Jack. So uh, make sure you also look at your uh, your archer sentry uh, on how to use that guy. Twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three hits. And it does just a minimum damage of four. Four points of damage. All right. But still, though, the ambush is underway. Jack, how are you doing today? You start the uh, music. Oh, I will. I have a plan, I believe. Um, so I'm going to start off first, as Jack myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to cast, and I hope this, this kind of like entraps them a bit as well. I'm going to cast Ray of Frost on uh, mm. one of them. Um, right. So I'm going to make a spell attack roll. Right now, the top one is being focused fired by both uh, by Lyra and Jack, uh, sorry, and Crowen and uh, and Ronan. In that case, I take the lower left one. Oh, you're not going to focus. You're going to uh, target the other one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to target the other one okay. because uh, I rolled a net twenty. Oh damn! Uh, equated to a thirty. Uh, to nice. Me. Yeah, that's that's a critical hit. Hell yeah. 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 In that case, let me have a quick look. It does uh, twice d four. Plus my spellcaster modifier. So that's one. Verse five. Plus. Let me look. Um, so it is a 13 points of damage. Nice. And uh, the target also takes a minus 10 foot status penalty to its speed for one round. Ooh, nice. very nice. Yeah. After which I use shoot myself just to myself save. And then we're off to my sentry actually. Alright. And I think my sentry will just take position and start a, uh, a ranged attack. Okay. Yeah. You also have, like, I'm, I'm not sure uh, what you want to do, but you also have, like, the ability that he can use two actions to get, like, a, a nicer, deadlier shot. But you can yeah, also the just, sentry like, go rapid fire. I was, I was also thinking, but I think I'm going to do the sentry. Okay. Um, so, indeed, I'm going to take tw uh, two actions for that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let me have a quick where is the two hits? That's a plus 10. Uh, then would make it a plus 11 then, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that would be an 18 to hit. 18, 18 misses, I'm afraid. I'm a lot afraid of rubbish so. around these creatures is just like taking the actual arrow. Uh, it does say reload zero, so I'm mm -hmm. gonna try to attack yeah. just one more time, just normally. Ooh, that's actually gonna do a lot better. That's 23 to hit. 23 hits, so go ahead and roll damage. Ooh, that's a d10. I believe that's That's with one. the penalty for attacking twice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh. <laughs> that's uh, one point of damage. One point of damage? <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. That's uh, three. No, I, I did something wrong. I was looking at a 1d10. Yeah, but uh, you roll minimum eight. damage, so you can keep it. Well, let's let's just. No, uh, I I, I rolled a, I rolled a different die. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's actually ten points of damage. No, I ten rolled points. a d ten because it said deadly one d ten. Ah, right. Yeah, that no, that's worth something else. All right, so you stand there at the ready, Jack. Your uh, your beautiful rat familiar uh, with the small diving helmet. Do not forget. Uh, yeah. Sits there, and from it, you cast this ray of frost. And you leave behind like this 
um, this trail of snow and ice in the water that then slowly begins to rise up as the ray of flood the frost completely hits the aquatic otiok and begins to freeze it a little bit the frostbite slowing it down taking a couple of steps the first arrow from your sentry misses but the second one sinks into what should be like the front shoulder but it only has like one leg up front because it only has three legs <laughs> so it's a little bit weird but with that uh, the slow will actually come in very handy because right now the one that you hit is going to go ahead and have his turn. Oh, um, I do need both you and your sentry to also go ahead and make fortitude saving throws. Even kijk, let me have a look. Almost eleven. We're going back to it's almost eleven. That's a seventeen for my for me. Seventeen fails, so you are not shielded. I'm afraid you lose your, uh, your last action. My sentry, however, is probably shielded because uh, my sentry has a. Let me have a quick look. Where is it? Four, 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 four. My, yeah, it is. Uh, that's a twenty-six. Twenty, nice. All right. Yeah. So he is indeed not sickened. That is very nice. Okay, the Otiok is then going to go ahead and see what kind of mayhem it can uh, bring to all of you, but it is slowed down, so it only has ten feet movement speed right now. Mm. So it emerges, and now you can see like this, this. A large dog, basically, with three different tentacles protruding from its back, three legs protruding from the bottom, with just like the the, the faceless, only teeth features of the maw in front as it begins with, uh, with another large fin on the back and two other ones as uh, it is an aquatic variant. And with that, it uh, needs to go ahead and use, let's see here. 10 feet movement to get over here but with that it still doesn't have enough uh, range so it actually needs to use another action because of you uh, uh, Jack to go ahead all the way over here but with nice that one. with its 10 feet reach it then can go ahead and try to strike let's see who it will be uh, it's gonna be you edge for a total of uh, oof that's that's gonna be high um, that's a 31 to hit. That's a critical hit. All right. You're a tank edge. You can do it. I can take it. So you take um, 12, uh, 18 points of uh, of bludgeoning damage. And um, let's see here. It doesn't have any actions left. So it wanted to grab you, but the tentacle just slides off of you as it does no longer have enough momentum uh, because of the ray of frost from Jack to actually grab you by its tentacle. So you just take a little bit of damage. And that's all it can do right now because you guys are good. At which point Buddy is going to take a look and understanding that he needs to keep his um, uh, like mind at the ready for the eventual battle with the shepherd. He's just gonna go ahead and cast Telekinetic Blasts. I'm just so uh, happy me and Crystal's uh, 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 portraits are like next to each other or above each other, so you know, people can relate to our <laughs> non-verbal interactions. Alright, Alright, so that is, uh, that's going to be a miss, I'm afraid. So, uh, Buddy steps forward, staff at the ready, and as he gets his hand up, you can see 
that one of these pieces of rubbish just flows up, and with a flick of his staff, the projectile, which seemed to be some sort of piece of rock, is jetted towards one of the Oteoks, but as it goes towards it, the Oteok's tentacle just slaps it out of mid-water without any problems. And that is all that Buddy uh, can do after he casts shield on himself and protects himself. Uh, as we go to Olam, with after that we have Tarush. Midwater so is a nice direction. Um, I am going to do Reach Spell first, and then I'm going to use Chill Touch oh. on uh, the the one that's in front of me. The fucker right over there. Yes, I... that one. Uh, so uh, you have to make a fortitude saving throw. I will do that. That is going to be a 15 on his side. That is not enough. Uh, so, yes, it, it is a living creature, right? True, but not for long, I uh, figure. <laughs> I really hope. Uh, oh, so to, uh, excuse to... me. You also need to start off with a fortitude saving throw. Uh, f- Buddy also needs to make a fortitude saving throw. Oh, and Ooh, that guy that's with me as well. Would be blue. Oh, two sevens. I'm not sure. Fortitude for um, May uh, Olam. Whoa, sixteen. Fail. You're second. Uh, uh, fortitude for the guy is uh, fourteen. So that's also a fail. Uh, both of you are seconds and slowed with it, as the. <laughs> miasma of filth that emanates from these creatures is invading your nostrils, so you only have two actions. Then Anything I... Minus one, anything. Then I can't do chill touch anymore. Ah, alright, so what are you then going to do with your Wait, actions? can I... Can I, like, not do my my thing then, that I did before the reach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can change that, of course. Um... My movement's always also lower than usual, right? Yep. If you How don't have many... swim speed, then uh, then it's halved in the water. Halved? Oh, then I can't reach. Uh, you know what? I'm still going to do reach bell for next time, uh, and I'm going to make my buddy, but not buddy, shoot right. at him. So you are you are only using one action for reach spell, and then basically you're gonna wait for your next turn. No, reach spells two. But oh, reach spell is two actions. Oh no! No wait, reach spell is one. Oh frick. Chill oh. touch was two. Chill touch is two, yeah. Um, but there's not anything else. I not get. sure. I don't know if you have, like other cantrips that actually have a range. Yeah, I'm not going to use the reach, but I'm going to do days because I can use it with that. And now you have to make a will saving throw. A will saving throw. Oof. Yes. That is a three on the die for a total oh. of 13. Well, it's not a crit fail. Sorry. But you are still dazed. Uh, da 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 yeah, I was, wasn't prepared because I wasn't prepared to having three turns. But uh, that's it for uh, Olam still. I do believe that Daze does a couple of points of damage right now. Alright, I'm really... This is 
terrible. I'm so prepared usually and now I'm just <laughs> like frick. Why are you doing this to me? Days. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Jolt deals mental damage damage. equal to your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay. So... We've been oh. playing this game for a while now. Yeah, how are you this confused? Fixed. I'm, I'm just having a hard time thinking. <laughs> what is your what is your wisdom? She's working on her thesis, okay? Braining a workie. Everything is broken. So Crystal, exactly. what is your what is what is Olam's wisdom modifier? That is the spellcasting ability modifier. Modifier is mm. two. Two. Alright, so then that means that uh, the you guy just takes two, two damage. damage. No 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 yeah. no no. Oracle uses charisma. Oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, Use yeah, that's modifier. true. Excuse me. My, uh, that I got is you, fam. Four. Thanks. Four. All right, so four yes. points of damage. All right, and then your archer boy has two actions. Yeah, so what he's going, going to, to shoot the uh, shoot uh, his head. Shoot, but you, but you twice. Yes, shoot twice. But he is sick, so I can't do the sentry's aim. Well, you can do it once. Shoot, right. You could, and that's then the only thing that you do. <laughs> I just want to shoot twice. All right, that works. So, Which one? The one that uh, Olam was attacking. So okay. the one in front of us. How boy it's ass. Come on. Uh, that's uh, 15 and I get to add something that's 10, so 25. 25 hits. <gasps> awesome. Uh, so that is a D8. <coughs> that's a 3 plus a 2. Uh, so I... 5. 5 points of damage. All right. As then one of its like harpoon-like crossbow bolts jettons outward and enters the body of this creature. The body. The next one is nine. Nine, nine misses, I'm afraid. Okay. As he is also getting sickened, and yeah. the second bolt just goes wide and enters the wood of the table right over there. And All right, and with that we go to Tarush. So Tarush looks over to uh, Lyra, says, "I hear what you're saying." But we need everyone alive. And he focuses, pulls apart these magical ruins that suddenly appear in front of him as, wow, that's pretty hot, Outer. Yeah. That was really hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the weirdest direction right now. But By the power of methadine. <laughs> so these ruins appear in front of his... Uh, in front of his body and he collapses them within his hands and then moves forward. Uh, so I use reach spell first mm -hmm. and then color spray on the two creatures uh, in the bottom mm. right. Very nice. Just before they're going to have their turn. Exactly. Right. So they're going to have to make a will save. And what DC do they need to make a will save? 20. All right. One makes it with a 22, but the other one with a 19 fails. fails. All right. So the the one that succeeds is dazzled for a round. So mm -hmm. everything is concealed from it. Oh, nice. And the failure is stunned one, blinded one, and dazzled for one minute. The failure. Damn. Nice. The right, failure. So... We will put, um... Yeah, it's like, it's see. my parents all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So those are uh, all your three actions, but yeah. you still have an, uh, a, a person at the ready who's going to shoot yeah. some bolts. My uh, sentry, he's going to target the nearest uh, uh, creature. He's one. going to sh use his sentry's aim first. No, he's oh, going to make... Both of you, 
both of you also need to make fortitude saves to see if you're sick and... Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, first Tarush. Nice. That's a 22. All right. You have saved, and you are now immune for the next hour to this oh. uh, this Ficker's stand. Sweet. So that's nice. The sentry is 18. 18 fails, so it only has two actions. Fair enough. So In that case, he uses sentry's aim on the nearest monster. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm sorry, I have so many windows open because of everything <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, plus one, so that is an 11. Oh, 26 total. 26 hits, not a critical uh, hit, but still a nice hit. Oh, fair enough. All right, so that is a... D8. That's D8? Two. Yeah, D8 plus two. Oh, yeah, I see it. Thank you. Six damage. Six points of damage as another arrow hits it. As you guys are surrounding these creatures, the arrows fly. You can hear the different coughing sounds from you and your companions as Tarush eventually <laughs> dazzles both of them. As um, they are, however, going to have their turn. So this little fucker right over there goes straight toward you, Crone. He is dazzled for this round, so let's see if that is going to uh, fuck him up a little bit. Oh, he's going to stand right it's over like there. It's like a, what, a minus two on everything? Uh, dazzled means that you need to make the, the flat five check before oh, you can actually hit. Right, right, yeah. So, so first let's see if he can actually attack you. Um, both of the attacks will go through. So, mm -hmm. oh wait, um, he's probably only going to do one attack then, because if this hits... Oh my god, that is a... Uh... Oh, no, wait. Oh no, wait, that die is really hard to read. I thought it was a natural 20, but it was not. It was a 10, so that <laughs> goes towards a... Um, 24 to hit against Crowen. Yeah, that's not a hit. Alright, so you take a, a nice chunk of 12 points of bludgeoning damage. And the tentacle has grabbed. So with his last action, he is going to wrap the tentacle around you, and you are grabbed by this creature. Mm-hmm. So that means I don't have a movement speed anymore. Exactly. And and um, I will give you this: the mouth now begins to open up, and you feel a little bit of tension in the tentacle going towards you. Okay. All right. So. That is what that it does. The last fucker right over here is not only dazzled, but also stunned and blinded for this turn, correct? Uh, Tarush? Oh, sorry, yeah. The other one is stunned one and blinded one. Blinded doesn't really seem to do a lot to this creature that has no eyes, but the stunned does indeed do something. So it only has two actions. So what it does is it walks all the way up. Um... Let's see here. He doesn't. He hasn't yet taken damage. He's just going to go to the closest problem, which is uh, Cronin or Ronin. So let's see over here. That's what is going to target Ronin for a total of only 17. 3 plus 14 on the die. Let me check. His AC is probably higher than that. Uh, AC 20. So no, doesn't hit. 20? Uh, do realize if he is holding his crossbow that he doesn't have his shields. No, his shield is 22 if he's okay, shield is raised. Okay, super. Then all of the monsters are attacking the flank that you are now close to edge. As we go to your turn. I'm gonna hit that motherfucker. Alright. With my uh, electric blast. 
All right, so this one, the one on the uh, on the far left, the one yeah, closest the one to you, on the is outside. the one that, uh, Make a constitution check. Oh, yes, constitution saving throw. Thank you. Uh, Before I aim? We call yes, it because... fortitude in Pathfinder, you nerds. Yeah. yeah. Fortitude, because it stinks in here. Fortitude. <laughs> uh, ooh, natural 20 for me for a total of 29. Nice. You are nice. fine. You have smelled worse in a couple of bars you've been through. Absolutely. I am looking at the stats for my sentry plus seven. That's an 11 for uh, Helmdir. Helmdir, all right. So Helmdir misses with the first attack, but uh, you are doing electricity and he has more actions. So. You mean the Helmdir is sickened, right? It was the fourth. Oh, sorry, fortitude. Sorry, excuse me. Excuse so me. Helmdir is sickened. Yes. Yeah. Miscuse. Okay. Now I'm going to attack with my lightning. With your bzzz. With my bzzz. Um, yes. Uh, 27. 27 hits? Hell yeah. Cool. I never use my magic. What's my damage again? It is a d6. One. It's a total of five damage. Five points of damage as some nice electricity jolts through the water and into the sickening beast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think for my second action, I'm just going to try to hit it again. Um, power! Unlimited power! Yes. 14 to hit. 14 misses. The electricity does find the body, but its blubber seems to take most of the hit without actually damaging the insides. And for my last action, I would like to take cover behind this table. Yeah, the tentacle had just hit you. It didn't really get to the point that it could grab you, and now with your monkish dexterity, you get to the other side of the table to get out of reach. Cool. That's what uh, could do, Edge. Blubber is a magical word. Just throw him. That's not what a tank would do! Alright, so with that we go to your uh, sentry. Uh, he is going to use sentry's aim. But you? Um, on the same one that I attacked. Mm -hmm. Focus fire. 20 plus. Uh, so I add the plus one circumstance bonus to that plus 10. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But it has a minus one because he's sickened, so... So it uh, becomes a plus ten. Twenty-two. Twenty-two hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Eight. Two. Ah, that's three damage. Three points of damage. As this thick, blubber-filled creature is slowly but surely becoming a pincushion as different crossbow bolts from all sides begin to protrude its hide, but now they are slowly advancing while the rest of you are trying to fight it off. But as the first round of the initiative order ends, you once again can hear the entire temple that you are standing on rumble a second time as the shepherd is still doing its dark dealings wherever he may be. But that is where we end today's session. These fucking next... sentries be like, hey, I'ma shoot you for two damage, three damage, two damage, three damage. Yeah. Ugh. I, I mean, mean, if they do that 10 times, it's 20 to 30 damage. Like 10 points of damage from my sentry, it's you. 
who is not rolling. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. It's you. It's you guys are rolling pretty shitty on damage. That is true. That is fair. My masculinity has been affected by my rolls. What masculinity, Charlie? Fair oh, enough. <laughs> You're the toxic one. The toxic one. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of thinking, like, we could kind of kill the whole city guard because they're just going to do, like, two or three damage. And, you know, if we put Ol Olam in front, she's going to be able to, like, tank that easily, you know? Yep. Olam, be like, oh, four damage. No, negative. I am the oh, tank. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. happily share tank status with yeah. Olam and Olam alone. <laughs> Olam alone. Olam alone. Olam alone. Olam alone. N Olamalone spelled backwards is N Olamalone. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that Bouter no, spelled backwards not. is awesome? <gasps> yeah. <Suck up. laughs> but you know what isn't awesome? The fact that the stream now is over and that I am afraid to have to announce that next week uh, we will not be uh, streaming this uh, this beautiful Pathfinder campaign because I will be dancing my ass off at Down the Rabbit Hole, a beautiful festival here in the Netherlands. So, over... Uh, over? Over two weeks? Over now. Okay. Over in two weeks. Is that, is that like the right? Uh, or am I using the Dutch only the Dutch way of the... Uh, in, in, in two yeah. weeks. I have a question though. When your ass is danced off, mm -hmm. what happens to it? It gets picked up by the next person that can that then goes dancing with my ass and then it falls off again. It's like the the communal dance ass. Is it just for dancing or no? Um, no. Really no. It, it has it has some secondary uses, but it is used mostly for dancing. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Stop being so first, Charlie. So Thank you. Next week, Charlie. next Thank week, God, no Nathan Vincent get me. They just get me, you know. Next week, I'm afraid there won't be any stream because these bastards are too lazy to come up with an entire campaign while uh, while I am gone for one week. So we will have to miss you. But next, the week after that. Oh, you guys want to do a one shot? I would happily host one, but I don't know how to. No, I'm going to my mom. She needs attention. Oh shit! And. And over two weeks, uh, with In the uh, weeks, beautiful uh, added bonus of Marangara, we will also have a well yeah. magic search to start Ooh, the next nice. session. Oh no! So that's oh gonna god! Be yeah. Oh no! Also, I'm going to Crystal's mom. She needs attention. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> the news, guys, the good news: if we roll fireball, water's gonna cancel it, so we're fine. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Uh, we already we already ended the session, so the wild magic search will have to wait uh, for our next time that we are yeah. on here. So you will just have to tune in once again and see how we blow up garbage beasts and hopefully yes. also tentacled fish monsters. Yes. And also Charlie. And also Charlie. Oh, oh, oh you're gonna blow <laughs> me? Who knows? Who knows? Also still needs something from the shepherd, so who knows how Ugh. that will go. <laughs> when a mind when a mind controlling fish has something to offer. So I'm very much looking forward to that uh, to the eventual boss battle with the this big bad evil suck. guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome. So hell yeah! Hope to see you in two weeks. Enjoy the last 45 minutes of your weekend. We love you. Good luck at work, good luck with your studies, good luck with your theses, good luck with, like, doing laundry. Wait, 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 and, like, what's the plural of thesis? 
It's got depression. Somebody who has already wrote one and is writing another one. It's called depression. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. We're sorry. Bye.